Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 33 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me on the same mic is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hello. I hope we sound amazing, because we've had a myriad of technical problems. I I, I know I sound amazing, because I always sound amazing. Anyway, and as usual, (laughs) we're just sitting here... In the same room, enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Uh, what are you drinking this week, man? This week, I am partaking of Blue Moon's Belgian White Belgian Style Wheat Ale. It's kind of hard to say. From the Blue Moon Brewing Company. <laughs> and I am imbibing... Mm. Nice one, right? Pelican Brewing Company's nice. Umbrella Oregon Coast Single Hop IPA. And it's, it's a little... Not as hoppy as I'm used to. Well, it's a single hop. I'm going to be okay, but mm, my hop level is a little low. Yeah. Is that awkward? A little, little mm. low. Okay, it's low. It's awkward. But I just want to thank my uh, cousin-in-law. Is that a thing? Uh, my cousin-in-law for bringing this brewski over to me from uh, the south, south... Oh, no. Sacramento. Near nice. his house. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And he was in town this weekend, and we had a nice little time. So, anyway. Big news on that. Big I news. I ate some fish. <laughs> Will ate fish. I don't eat seafood. He doesn't. I don't. But you have. I have. And now did. I can say that I've eaten some freshly caught... North out of my coast, ocean. North Coast albacore. Mm, I guess not my ocean, but out of the ocean near me. Uh-huh. Near us. It was actually pretty darn tasty. Yeah. Not um, as fishy as I'm used to. Right. Well, we did, you know, pretty much burn it to a crisp on the grill, but... Sure. Are we done with the fish? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> And so before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sorter Network. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Um, thankfully, all the hate mail did go to at IMO Gregs from last week. We'll get to that later. And we're still on iTunes Stitch Radio, so give us a positive rating. And we love when you do that. Social medias. See, the thing about fish okay. is that it's a little salty for my taste, and then it's just too flaky. All right. Okay, now are we done with fish? Are we? I mean, that's the real question here. <laughs> All right. So anyway, <laughs> we have the timestamps in the show notes for the non-Sotor fans. And honestly, people, we have a lot of Sotor this week. We had a live stream today, and it was gonna, it was amazing. Uh, we're gonna get a lot of our shows gonna be pop culture and Sotor. We have some Star Wars, but we're skipping um, comics. Comics this week, uh, mostly because we only have Kanan. And uh, we're just going to wait till next week. So bear with us. Bear with us. Stay with us. Stay with us. And uh, we're going to do all kinds of cool stuff and talk about Sotor and pop culture. And it's going to be amazing. It is going to be amazing. And, dude, at least I make myself laugh. Right. That's all you can do in this world. Well, look, man. If we're not laughing at ourselves, we have a lot of other problems. True that. So patreon.com slash the usual podcast. We're going to do another drawing on episode 35. And we're still we're still on track, man. I'm excited. I'm hoping to get some more patrons here soon. Uh, but give us a buck or two an episode. Um, we will probably not give you cartel packs like we promised, but I'm going to try. I'm going to do it eventually. And um, Only a couple more episodes to get your name in for that. Mm-hmm. Indeed. If you want to be hardcore, 
10 bucks an episode for four weeks. We'll get you socks and beer. Pippi's long stockings will help represent. And I am wearing some socks from Pippi's tonight. Mm-hmm. Yep, he is. And they're blue and brown. They're the, uh, the Converse ones. They're nice. They're beautiful. I love them. Looks funny, Converse socks inside another non-Converse shoe. I know, right? I did, but see, honestly, I can tell you, and this is the first time I've ever admitted this out loud, no, I've never owned a pair of Chuck Taylors. I have like 20 pairs, so... I know. So let's not worry about that. Next, audibletrial.com slash podcast, 30-day free trial. Uh, look, uh, I'm going to just mention Jesse for the first time tonight. It's probably going to be... I think it's going to be like three. Is three, thinking, is three the over-under in Vegas? I mean, if people are betting or doing a drinking game, you could get mildly buzzed with the amount of times you mention uh, the Passionately Casual podcast. But Jesse from the Passionately Casual, Co- Passionately Casual podcast, um, she did a review of Aftermath, and it was very good. I read it. I am over halfway now through the book, and mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. I'm really trying to get past my tense issues with the, the third, with person, the third present. person present, but... It's just a little off-putting to me. There's certain ways, uh, there's certain moments where he will say a character will do something or talk or, or, you know, observing another character doing something. And it's, it's just a little weird, but I mean, well, it's not a very commonly used narrative. It's really not. And I'm, uh, he's a good writer, but I just, I, I'm having a hard time with it. I'm back to it though. I'm not going to give up on it. I have some podcasts to catch up on. Then I'm going to go back. I have about five hours left the audiobook. It's picking up. It's pretty good. Um, the narrative ju- does jump around a little bit, but it's starting to come together. Uh, but definitely check out Jesse's review. She mentions all of these things. Um, and it's a good review. And so you thanks for doing that. You know, I just thought about it. You know, it probably is. is mm. You know, you're just so sick and tired of, you know, famous people and athletes talking yeah. about themselves in the third person. Yeah. Like, Terrell Owens had a great game today. And yeah. Terrell Owens, you know, knows that it's well, all about Terrell Owens. Indeed. And as long as it's all about themselves. Exactly. Right. And I feel like... It does make it kind of immediate, immediate, you know, like it's happening right then. But then when it's spliced in with some of these moments, like flashbacks and stuff like that, it gets a little weird. So anyway, I like your Tarot Owen, so. Yeah. Embarrassing, I thought that was nice. Thank you. You're welcome. So shall we? We shall. All right. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. Star Wars The Old Republic. Holy crap, we got some stuff. Yeah, okay. For, you know, we, we do have some stuff to talk about really quick, but the yeah. I'm, I'm just my overarching feeling going into this podcast tonight is... I think you're amped. I am so amped. I have not been this eager to play SWOTOR Specific content in SWOTOR. Yeah. In a long time. It's a shame we're podcasting. We could be playing the game right now. I know. I mean, I, in Dokemon, I would really like to play right now, but I'm like, there's, I'm specifically waiting for these changes and this new content yeah. coming. And some of these changes, and we'll get to them. We've been asking for it for a long time. Yes. And, and I think new players will find a game that's completely different than what we have uh, been playing for the last four years. And I, I think, I think most people, except for maybe PvP and JSF, are really kind of getting what they want in here um, as far as quality of life changes, legacy changes, stuff like that. And we're going to get to all that. But let's let's do our community stuff because we got to give some love to the community. 
I gotta start with Seth, Seth the Elder, or Seth Elder. I don't know. Is it Seth the Elder or Seth Elder? I think it's Seth Elder. Well, so it's Seth Elder. I've been saying Seth the Elder hasn't corrected me. True. But he's a Pew Pew fan, so. He is a um, fan of the Pew Pew. <laughs> and we got, we, we got some, I gotta say, I'm patting ourselves on the back a little bit. We actually got some really good feedback on the last episode. And we did. That we had, was exciting. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. All week long, after we recorded it, we just kept looking at each other, because we see each other every day now. And we keep looking yeah. at each other and saying, we had so much fun recording last week's episode. Yeah. And I'm hoping, I mean, this episode will never live up to the hype. And um, we'll probably overextend ourselves and fail miserably. And that's okay, because this tweet, another cracking episode this week, chaps. <laughs> right? <laughs> and he said, hashtag return of the pew, hashtag pew the, the pew unleashed, and hashtag the pew strikes back. I love Seth Elder. Thank you, sir. You're amazing. Yeah, it's just a, uh, you know, and thing is, is you know, it's it's the same old pew, so it's not a new pew. It's not. Mm. You don't know references referencing Star Wars movies with these. I got it, dude. But a new pew, like a new hope. Get it? I got it, man. But I mean, when you explain it, <laughs> it's pew. So we're sharing a mic this week. So no, no, no. Hold I on, just, hold no, on. I just no, want to put this out there that I'm looking for a new podcasting oh partner, and uh, Marshall has now been banished to the hinterlands. And so we're just, you know, mm-hmm. send your uh, applications to at I am Will Griggs, yeah, and it's not helping our situation. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, <laughs> we're on the same mic this week. We had some issues with my other mic, and uh, I still, bl- I still blame Fred. From um, from Beyond the Stars podcast from the GGC last week, last yes. uh, couple weeks ago, and I think he jinxed my mic, and I think it's his fault. But mm, we love you, Fred. So, damn you, Fred. Damn you, Fred. So anyway, we're on the same mic. So if there's some tech issues, we're just gonna say it out there right now. We're on the same thing, so I can't. I probably can't be as anal with taking out Will's yawning and the ca- chairs creaking and me burping beer and various other things. But it's gonna be great. It's gonna be okay. We're gonna keep it on the real. <laughs> Let's get up. Okay, ready? <laughs> uh, you can't see, he's actually did arm movements. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, thank God it's not a visual medium today. Uh, so, JT, I want to say uh, props to him. He also kind of gave us some love, saying another great show. Thanks for the shout-outs, of course. We shout-out Curling Run and, and the PC Podcast. And he said, because he, he ran with us in that wall group, and he says, hashtag lava for laughs, hashtag lava lemmings, which is hilarious. Uh, so if you listen to last week and or if you're in that ops group, um, there was lava. Yeah, and there there is discussions about actually starting a lemmings run, and I think that's important. It is important. I think I think um, follow the leader into chaos. I think is important. Sounds good to me. All right, uh, a couple other ones here. Um, <laughs> uh, Jesse, this is two, four. Who's counting? Uh, I'm not counting. Okay, so uh, Jesse tweeted out, The best of what is to be WOG is all here in this fine footage. And we'll put the link in the show notes. And it was basically the moment we described the other week where I fell in the lava and there were, uh, you know, a half dozen other people behind me. And then Will aggroed the mob. It was a perfect cluster of fun. It's awesome because you can actually hear me yelling, help. (laughs) That was probably the best part. And then the last thing here, uh, so this is like four. Six. So for the eighth mention, <laughs> eighth mention for Jesse this week, she tweeted out this really cool article about how, you know, Star Wars films, uh, were filmed up near where we, where we are now, up in Northern California, um, in the Redwoods. And I thought that was cool. And, you know, they had a bunch of links to like where things were in relation to planets and stuff. And 
And uh, she said that we really live on Endor, and I like to think we live on Endor. We do. Mm-hmm. It's and, the forest uh, moon. Yeah, and of course she... Forest had, moon of California. Forest moon of California. Right. And then, of course, uh, you know, she had asked who was the Ewok, and Marshall said it was me. Oh, it was and, you, of course. Of course. You're just tall for an Ewok. True, and of course, uh, you know, uh, I'm hashtag out of Treek's League. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Treek. She'll never get a man. Nope. That's kind of random. All right, so let's talk about our weeks in game, dude. Um, and, you know, because I have some other stuff going on here too, but from community. But let's talk about our weeks in game. So, did you do anything besides our walk run this week? Because I, I know I didn't. I did absolutely nothing besides the walk <laughs> run this week. So let's talk about it. We did um, Nightmare EC. No, KP. Nope. Nightmare KP. That's right. We did Nightmare KP, uh, 16 man. It was pretty smooth. I had to tank it, solo tank it. I haven't tanked in. Outside of a flashpoint, over two years. Yeah, we could tell. Wow. Wow. So there were moments <laughs> where Master Lou said, dude, don't pull the boss into us. And I'm like, well, look, man, there's a lot going on. I had like five beers. Like it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was not, pretty awesome. I, there's, there's about five of the people in the group kind of just chilling in one area attack. And then all of a sudden Marshall pulls them, the boss right over there. And then the boss like does all this fire. Yeah, it was fun. And of course I'm like, 20 meters away because I'm a sniper and I'm just like laughing at everybody. Oh, look. I mean, the boss was almost dead. I didn't think it mattered that much. And plus, none of us were taking... It was fine. It was fine. Um, So this week, we are going to do Scum and Villainy, which I've never done. I've never done Scum and Villainy, so I'm excited for this. And, you know, that's going to be fun. We're trying to squeeze one more little mini run in this week, maybe, but I've had a hard time... I don't know, man. It's been homecoming week and various other things. I've been real busy this week. It's hard to make time this week. Yeah. So next week, I'm hoping to squeeze in two. uh, And then the week after, we have the week off. We're on holiday. So I'm thinking maybe two minimum. Yeah. It might be a three-wog week. week. I'm thinking... Three-wog week. A three-wog week. I'm thinking the third one that week is going to have to be our uh, Datacron run for the the, uh, the plus 10 stat. Yeah. I I think we should just do it. It'd be nice to have that before... Well, we'll talk about some of those changes. Yeah. All right. And one more thing. I was super stoked that, to join us this week. Um, John Skeen. Yeah. He sent us a beer. He joined us on our WOG run. He our leveled beer up patron. A tune. Our beer patron. We, we appreciate him. And he joined us. And I think he, you know, he did better than me. Yeah, he did. I mean, it's hard. It's well, not everyone hard does to, better than I do. It's not hard to do. Because I'm dead weight. <laughs> Hashtag dead weight. Uh, but, and then, so what, what I thought was cool is John Skeen tweeted, he said, had a great first, uh, ops experience last night with the wall group. Um, thanks team. Hashtag, uh, the usual podcast. And that's cool because I didn't realize it was his first op ever. Yeah. I'm, I'm, cool. I'm excited that it's bringing, I mean, cause it totally typifies like my experience too. I had never done ops because I'm so insecure in my mechanics right. and, and being able to to work in a team atmosphere like that. And so it's great that it's bringing people that never do ops right. into this type of environment. Yeah. And I'm, I, I agree 100%. I'm pretty happy about that. And again, it's no pressure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Lemmings. I mean, look, I fell in the lava. The lava. And people laughed. It was fun. All right. Well, let's get to the news. We only have a couple news items. Um, and then we're going to get into the bulk of what I think our, most of our show today is going to be about. All right. So we have, uh, class changes. For Jedi Counselor and Sith Inquisitor. Yes. And as we always do, we're going to read the little blurb, and then I'm going to talk about a couple of the new abilities. And we did screw up last week. Um, someone on Facebook, um, Rich, I believe, from Facebook, basically pointed out that I said something about bounty hunters that was incorrect. Yeah, which is why we don't dive into these things too much. So 
I do say incorrect things, and I'm sorry. He forgave me immediately. Yes, which was did. nice. Um, so it says, welcome to the final installment of our series on class changes coming in Game Update 4.0. With 4.0, we wanted to give uh, Assassins and Shadows a better way to stealthily approach or return to their enemy target. And their new ability was speci- specifically designed to do just that. For Sorcerers and Sages, we wanted to give them an additional way to escape peril. So, Phase Walk is now avail- available to them, which is cool, which is, which was, which was an assassin ability previous, which is pretty cool. Cool. So, Phase Walk has been added to Inquisitor, Inquisitor Consular base class, granting its use, and it can be drained at 61, which I think is kind of neat. But this new ability that the Assassin and Shadow got, which is the last thing I'm pretty much going to talk about, is called Phantom Stride slash Shadow Stride. 30 meter range, no global cooldown, okay? 30 second cooldown. With me so far? Yeah. Use the force to move through time and space, which, just saying that's phenomenal, right? This is my main, so I'm very excited about this. Use the force to move through time and space, appearing at your enemy target and increasing your movement speed by 75% for 3 seconds. Does not break stealth, cannot be used against the target in cover, and requires a double-bladed lightsaber or electrostat. I mean, I'm going to be phenomenal from here on out. Yeah, that's uh, my my, I just called it the doctor. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going to bring the TARDIS in, I'm going to get in the TARDIS, I'm going to show up behind them, get out of the TARDIS, and stab them in the face. Yep. That's going to be awesome. So that's that's all we're going to highlight. There are other changes, all the same, similar uh, passive abilities and stuff like that. I'm not going to go into it. Uh, we do have a link in the show notes if you're into that thing. Um, I was just very excited about this new ability. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to see how that... I mean, it's kind of cool. One of the things I'm enjoying about Ops is that you actually get to see people doing their skills. Yeah. Which you don't normally get to see because you're usually fighting one-on-one or one-on-mob. And uh, so it's cool. I'm actually being able to watch, like, phase walk in action or watching, you know, somebody kite a, 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 a boss around and everything. You can totally. just see all these mechanics that I don't do because I'm always DPS. Exactly. So it's very cool. Yeah, I think that's cool. Last piece of news before we get into our discussion topic, which is the bulk of us. Uh, the bulk of us? Mm, blooper. I'm the bulk of us. <laughs> I'm a very large man. <laughs> Title. I'm trying to keep it together. All right, man. <laughs> so, the next thing is introducing um, the SWOTOR Answers uh, HQ page. So... Uh, Tate came on, he basically said, he wanted to let you all know of an upcoming, uh, change to the customer support forum. Namely, that it won't be around anymore. They're creating a new answers, uh, HQ page for SWOTOR at answers.ea.com. This move from the existing customer service forum will allow players to help players in a better capacity. With EA employees monitoring replies and ensuing, uh, correct and useful information is promoted in an environment where active and helpful players are rewarded. This also opens it up to non-subscribers. Um, and it kind of moves it from what I understand to EA in general and not just to the game. So right. there'll be more people kind of monitoring and I think it's a good change. Um, I don't really care. I don't need support really. <laughs> oh, how dare you? All right. Moving on. <laughs> oh, this is gonna wow. Be, this is going to be fun. Are you ready? I am. I'm excited. All right, dude. So this is, this is it. So we finally, 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 my hands are in the air right now, finally got a ton of info. About 4.0. And we're going to, and I'm going to put this out front. And I told some people on Twitter, and I want to make sure that this is very clear. We are not, 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 not going to spoil the story. It turned out the first part of the stream was essentially what we said we weren't going to watch on the TwitchCon coverage. And it was basically Musco playing through chapter one. We watched, I watched it 
You missed the major, major spoily thing towards the end. I did. Luckily, my uh, my internet went down for about ten minutes. So yeah. I missed. And but <clears throat> we watched it uh, mostly just so we. The reason I almost didn't, and then. I started watching, I was like, alright, I'll just watch the beginning part. But he was stopping playing and, and talking about stuff, mechanics yeah. and stuff. So I was like, I can't not watch it because I don't want to miss anything important. So what I have done is I just, I, as I was watching it, and I luckily, because of the school schedule today, was able to watch the whole thing. I just jotted down notes in categories um, as it was happening, and I kind of put things as things were happening in the proper spot. So we'll talk about things in bulk. You took some notes. I took some notes, so we're just going to run right through it and um, yeah, talk was, about what we're excited about. Yeah, this was the perk of uh, working in a computer lab that I was able to throw it up on a monitor, and I think uh, next time I'm just going to throw it up on the big projection screen. I think that's important. Um, what was funny, when Musco first came on and he said, oh, we're going, I'm going to, if you miss the TwitchCon coverage, I'm going to show you that. So if you don't want spoilers, tune out for 45 minutes. And I'm like, I don't want to tune out for 45 minutes. I have 45 minutes right now to do this. Right. Um, so I tuned in, like I said, and um, some people in chat, I do watch chat for the most part, and um, they were very upset. They're like, oh, so more of the same, more of the same. But it wasn't more of the same because it was Musco playing through and not people who have never played the game before, you know. Um, yeah, so he was able to, to be conversant while he's doing this. Plus, he did actually lift up three pages of notes that he was going to be talking about. Right. And he literally did talk about three pages worth of stuff. He did. There was a lot of info today. And and I think overall, although I didn't dive into Twitter, I didn't have much time today before we recorded, but overall, it feels like most people were pretty... Receptive. Pretty happy with what, what happened. So yeah. I, think, I think this is cool. So let's start at the beginning. So he started out the stream saying what would happen when you get a brand new 60. Um, you start right as the Outlander, right? And then he kind of talked about um, there were tabs so that the new players could kind of see what, you know, get a get a general sense for the class. Yes. Which I thought was cool. Um, we um, really quick, that, we, but... to get into it, um, when you're creating a new 60, they, I mean, when you're creating any tune, they've also altered the creation pages. Right. So there's some cool new imagery, some good background stuff. Um a little bit cleaner graphics, and I, I I think that's a cool change in and of itself. I mean, the game honestly from the from the get go looks completely different. Yeah. Like, granted, some of the similar things are there that we're used to in character creation, but you're right. Some of those images, some of those um, when he hovers over Republic and Sith, I noticed or Republic and Empire, there was uh, what uh, Malgus and and Satil kind of yep. hologrammy on the side, which I thought was neat. Um, so you're right, that was cool. The the kind of and I think this is. Really cool for new players, and I'm just going to, I want to kind of leave the new player thing aside soon, um, but like I said, I, I was thinking of trying to get my wife back into the game, for example, right. and she played in the beginning four years ago, and, and put it down, and, and it's not, you know, it wasn't for her necessarily, but if she was thinking about coming back, the cool thing is, not only do you start at 60, but it sets everything up for you. Yeah, it sets you up as a DPS, it sets up your your... And the skills. advanced class was, uh, you know, one of the easier DPS classes, um, sets up all your discipline, everything for you, right? And I thought that was kind of cool. Um, or you can go to advanced settings, which is something we saw today, which I thought was neat. You can actually pick your discipline points yep. um, and pick your advanced class and, and all that stuff. So for for returning players just starting a 60 or if you buy a 60 off the cartel market or whatever, you can just pop in there, pick what you want and go forward. Yeah, another big thing on this is right now we have a, a cap of 22 
characters per server. And I think it was cool that we get an automatic free level 60 when you subscribe. So that would be 23. So that's 23. And then if you buy another one or you create another one, each one you create raises your cap. That's cool. And so I think he said he could, he didn't remember, but it was up to either 40 or 50 of a cap. Oh, really? See, I missed that part of it. I was had to tune it out. Yeah. So you could have a cap of either 40 or 50 character slots, but it's still limited to the 22 originals. And then whatever the rest are, they're all started. But you have to buy those. Like, get the unlocks somehow. Yeah. Whether it be buy it off the cartel market or. Right. But the expansion space is there for you, which is neat. Um, and all right. So. That was that. So once you create your character, Sacrifice Trailer, mm-hmm. which he ran again, which I never get tired of watching either, and the people complaining in the chat room are dumb. So there, because it's awesome. Thank you, Blur. Yeah, Blur's amazing. And then so we had Chapter 1, The Hunt. And we are not going to spoil the story parts, but one of the co- I'm just going to highlight a couple of things he did while the story was going on. Right. So he opened up the character tab, and you had the starting gear. And which I thought was neat, I didn't really think about, you would have to give us, you'd have to get the 60 starting gear. Yeah. And so that you're starting with 188 gear. Yep. Bound to Legacy. And it looks, it looks sick. It looks it like does. the, you know, iconic Bounty Hunter or uh-huh. whatever gear, which I thought was pretty cool. Yes. Um, the relics aren't bound, but everything, every, bound to Legacy, but everything else is bound to Legacy. So if you really want that Bounty Hunter look on your sniper, send it to him. Right. So I thought that was pretty cool. Anyway, the one thing we, he highlighted too was that, Mastery main stat mm-hmm. on all the gear. So instead of willpower, cunning, whatever, it's mastery. And crit and surge have been merged. And that was the other thing. There's going to be blogs coming out too, which is something he kept alluding to. There's, which I wish he would stop saying the blogs were coming out and just put the damn blogs out because it would be nice for people that really need to know these things, especially with the stat changes. You know, crit and surge are the same stat, um, is what he said. There's going to be some other stuff changing. Right. But that's all we have right now. And the one thing that I thought was kind of interesting for new players too, you get three abilities on your bar, on your bar, basically just so that you can run through and not have to worry about all the stuff. But if you're a veteran, kind of overwhelming. it is. But if you're a veteran, you can turn it off and you have all your stuff. Yes. And it's all there, which is, it was kind of cool. cool watching him, you know, cause I just watched the beginning of this and it was like, you know, he attacked like three different trash mobs or whatever. And then he's like, oh, look, there's death from above now. Cause it's, it starts cycling in your abilities. Right. On an expedi- ex- expedited, scale right and i think that's perfect yes for new players but for us i'm like i'm gonna do death from above immediately right yeah Which well i, I mean because important. if you're a new person you're coming in at a level 60 you don't want to all of a sudden have like six you know <laughs> task bars abilities yeah. yeah um so i think that's cool and you can turn off or on at will and i think that's actually upside like for me i didn't think about this till right now either like when i start like if i start at 60 for the Merc, for example. I've only got my Merc to 20-something. And I'm like, all right, maybe I don't turn them off. You know, maybe I just roll through it and learn those abilities for the Merc. Although similar to the other Bounty Hunter Advanced right. classes that I've leveled my Power Tech and stuff. But there's it's a very different playstyle, So I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. You know? What else do we have? Main, sto- main story up to Revan. Um, let's talk about this for a minute. Okay? Because so the main story. Once you start the Fallen Empire stuff, you are locked out of all the previous content. To some extent. The, the story content. content. The story content. Yeah. Which means your class story through uh, 1, 2, and 3. Right. Chapter 1, 2, and 3. Chapter yeah. 1, 2, and 3. The core planetary quest lines for Makeb, Rishi, Yavin, and Zyos. Right. Yep. 
Now, this is where you and I differ on what we think the side quests are, because all the side quests are still available. Yes, they are. Okay. Now, on a planet like Makeb and Rishi, where the dailies were not dependent on the core storyline. Right. Right? Um, where you just picked them up from either random people or you got them from the... The vendor? Or the no, the mission uh, terminal kiosk, on yeah. Makeb, right? Totally. So those are all going to be available. But now the dailies on Yavin, if you hadn't actually ever gotten to Yavin and you decided to go ahead and roll in with, with coffee... Right. The Yavin dailies are the main storyline. True. You go through them, and then they unlock them as dailies. Are those going to be unlocked? I have a rebuttal. Okay. And feel free to uh, tweet us, hashtag Will's right, hashtag Marshall's right. I think that... Um, Actually, it should be hashtag Will's right, hashtag Marshall's wrong. Whatever. So the point <laughs> is, <laughs> I think what's going to happen is because they're assuming that you're done with that content. Right? And so... That's what, if you start a new 60, they're assuming, or you start that, that quest line, they're saying, look, you know all the things that happened in that storyline. So now, if you go back to Yavin, although you're right, you would have have to done that through the story content, I think because you've already, the game's assuming you've already done it, the planet's gonna be, spoilers, the planet's gonna be burned, right? And you're gonna have those Yavin dailies available. That's my. No, that's Zyos. Zyost. What did I say? Yavin. Mm, same thing. They're gonna assume. They're gonna assume you're done with the content. In my opinion, I was okay. thinking Zyost the whole time. But you're right. I don't know about the Yavin one. Yeah, Zyost. I completely agree. Okay. That first. But what part, was what was the difference with the Yavin though? Because Yavin was. You're right, but a no, lot I'm of saying the, the the main quest it tells you to go and do these yeah. things, and they t- specifically and tie they the dailies. As you go. They unlock as dailies mm, as you yeah. go. Well, and the same they did the same thing on Oricon too, and the same thing on Exactly, um, Oricon, but Oricon's right. not in this. But it's discussion. not part of this. So I wonder how Oricon's gonna work. Just regular? I'm guessing it's just gonna stay the same way. Because mm-hmm. Oricon was never actually like a it wasn't part class. Of the expansion yeah. thing, yeah. Well cool. Yeah, I mean so hashtag Marshall's right, which is cool. I'm down with that. Uh huh. Right? Twitter? Hmm? Sure. It's all about me. <laughs> it's all about you. It's been a long day. Anyway, uh, I, I'm very excited about this one way or another. I, I don't like having to feel, I didn't like having to feel like, because of our previous conversations, that we were gonna have to actually go through that freaking, all those storylines, all of the Shadow of Revan. Well, it's like you the, were required to finish Yavin before you could uh, go to Zyos. Oh my god, it was brutal. Brutal. You know, I mean, it's, it, it'd be different if there were significant changes to the storyline. And since there's not, I'm just glad that I, at, some point I can just press play on that sto- on that chapter and, and go. Right. I'll get the warning things and we'll talk about this in a minute when you if you don't understand what press play is, but it's gonna be a thing. Press play, start chapter one, the hunt, go for it. Cool. You know, and I'm down with that. On the other hand, <laughs> there's the whole thing too of um if you don't wanna do that, if you wanna make sure that you get the achievements and you wanna do all the stuff don't press play. Finish those quests. It's yeah. not. It's not that when the expansion comes out, all that's locked out. To you, right. Which no, I think they're is all there because, and that makes sense because if you were to start a character level one, yeah. you still have to all that content to go through. Right. So it's still there. It's just once you agree to start the right. Fallen Empire content with that specific tune, right? It locks it out. Right. So good. I mean, I'm I'm really excited about this. Oh, I am. I mean, amped. Am I amped? Yes. I'm do just, I look amped? You do look amped. <laughs> and a little faded, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh wow. that's enough. Um, 
going at. I mean, and you know me. I mean, from the beginning, I'm a huge story person, so I'm excited about the story. But there's so many uh, quality of life and UI changes coming that oh, I'm yeah. eagerly anticipating. For and sure. We'll get to that here in a second. All right. So speaking of starting at level sixty, you'll be able to buy a starting. We talked about this. Starting mm-hmm. a, a just buying a level sixty tune um, off the cartel market, yep. and he did allude to the fact that you know, same with anything else off the cartel market. You can turn around and sell it on the GTN. Right. So that's cool. I, I imagine eventually those will go down in price. Yeah, but just it, like it's anything. Take a while. Yeah, just like anything, it, it does. Totally. Uh, let's see. So when you start a new 60, you'll get crew skills max level. Right. Which I thought was kind of neat. Which is maxed at 500 now. Right. Five, 500. And um, it'll be appropriate to your class. Right. So, like, for example, he started with the bounty hunter. So it automatically set him as an armor mech with under uh, underworld trading and scavenging. Cool, exactly. Which I thought was cool. Um, which it, again, it, it caters to those new players. It takes all the 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 work out of redoing that research. One of the things he brought up was a companion screen. Yes, and one of the companions he was using just to avoid spoilers couldn't change his appearance. Right, and I thought that was and and basically that was it. There was no no slots, nothing for that companion. Right. Uh, droids, it looks like you could only change the appearance in the appearance tab thing. So, like, for Scorpio, right? right? She wouldn't have any, uh... You don't have to change your motor. You don't have to change any of the motors and stuff. You would just have to put in the appearance thing. Right. uh, Or whatever. Other companions, you'll have the customization, uh, all the armor. Yes. Right? Armor mods, and you can make them look however you want. Yep. Uh, they don't have earpieces or any of that right. stuff. And then you also have the benefit of changing the customization still. Yeah. With so the, I, I do like that because, you know, for example, I have my, my treak on my main is uh, a Rackle treak. <laughs> and I just love the way it looks. It looks so cool. It's so, um, zombie treak, zombie treak. So I just, <laughs> I love that, uh, that, that way that, that she looks there. So I can keep that. And not that her appearance ever changed depending on her gear anyways. Right. So this is great because, especially on tunes where appearance doesn't change, like Treak and the the Wookiee. Why am I drawing a blank on the Wookiee? Bodar. Bodar. Mm-hmm. Seriously, it just becomes like uh, a gear storage. Totally. Yeah, I'm with you. So that does kind of throw out that other opinion, though. Remember, uh, who was it? Brian from Bad Feeling was saying, oh, we just throw my PvP gear on. Yeah. It kind of throws out that theory a little bit. A little bit. Doesn't it? No, I don't think so, because you can put the PvP gear... I guess it depends on the companion. Right, well, on what they'll look like. But the the PvP gear, it'll just be level to what you are. It's no, not... no, no, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, like it, I couldn't store anything on Scorpio, because there would be nothing. Right, no, it That's has to I be mean. on a right. non-droid character. Exactly. Right. Um, but one thing I do like that they did say is, for those of us who are completists and had gone through the Yavin Dailies quite or actually the Evan weeklies oh quite a few times yeah. to get the the devoted allies gear which in and of itself looked awesome it i did. love the way it, it looked. looked really cool but it was only it was locked to companions mm-hmm. and actually specific companions at that so what they're doing to make up for that they're releasing that to be bound to legacy oh that's cool so um so now you they don't have to be just for your companion you can use them on yourself and you can actually ship it off to your sniper, ship it off to your assassin, and well, that's neat. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear that part either. So. Yeah, so all devoted allies gear except for weapons. Oh, that makes but sense. all gear is going to be unlocked to bound to legacy, and so you can use it for your appearance. Type, absolutely, essentially, because I mean, you wouldn't 
probably wouldn't use it otherwise outside of appearance, right? It wasn't the best. No, it was actually... I guess it was 192. It was all 192. Yeah, okay. Well, there you go. Roll changes. I really like this because with the companions, you can just, on the fly, healer, DPS, tank. Right click, boom, done. Yeah, for example, and actually this is kind of going back to class stories really quick. The very first class story I ever did was Bounty Hunter. Right. Right? And if you... Spoilers, but, I mean, this is spoilers four years old. The end of the, the, the Bounty Hunter storyline, you're going after the Supreme Chancellor. Right. Right? And to get to the Supreme Chancellor's chamber, you've got to beat two guards. I had the hardest time beating those two guards. Right. Um, because of the companion you had to use. Because the companion you were forced to use. Because you had to use... Well, I, I always use... Because I always run DPSs. Right. So I always... So you had makeup. Right. So I always take my my healer companions but you were forced to go with i can't remember which one but it was my non-healer so i, I couldn't get beaten right. right and so this way you could just turn that required character into a healer and you're good to go well i think again i'm this is one of the changes i'm most excited about because now i don't have to worry about who i'm running with i can change things i can just hang out with uh blizz if i want to uh-huh. like that 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 makes me happy i'm excited about this so the toggling abilities will be the same as before. So if there's something you don't want them to do, you just toggle those off like we're used to. Um, but I do like the really quick on the fly, even per fight, whatever, changing what the uh, what the companions can do. Old companion gear will... This was one of the things that someone asked in the chat room, I believe. Said old companion gear will not be available at launch. So like, for example, if you... I'm trying to remember how this came up. Like, if you really like the look of the first gear you got with your companion, they're aware that you might want that, but you won't be able to get it right away when when coffee launches. Does that make sense? No. I, I, I did not hear this conversation, so I... Oh, well, anyway. Uh, it, it I think people were, if I understand it right, people were asking, like, what about the first gear that I got for so-and-so looked really cool, but they out-leveled it, right? Can I get that gear back? Because it's none, none of the gear matters anymore. Right? Oh, right. Because it was green or blue exactly. or whatever. And gotcha. so I think that's what they're saying right now. They're they're saying, I want that gear back. It's not going to be available right at launch, but they're thinking well, about it. Well, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, if it's. I mean, sure. I'm sure you can find it somewhere on the GTN. Maybe. But I'm I mean, very... all that stuff was bound, though. So I mean. Oh, that is true. It was bound. You know? So yeah. So I mean, that's that's the issue. But anyway, we'll see. No, it's, they that's might actually... just mail it to us at some point. That know? is a very good question. Yeah. I'm thinking they'll just mail it. Like, eventually they'll be like, here's, uh, you know, Mako's original gear if you want it. Right. Be done with it. All right. So let's get into... Man, there was a lot. This is a lot. Yeah. This is exciting. So tracking... So class stories. There was some stuff that happened with Legacy. I think this is the Legacy section, essentially. Um, so tracking class stories is kind of how I titled this. And he said, so they're tracking the fact if you've done all eight classes. And once yes. you've done all eight classes, you get some cool stuff. Yeah, you get called a legend. Which? Which you actually, instead of, uh, like, with your advanced class, you have the little icons above. Mm-hmm. This is at the end of your mm-hmm. name, and it's all little, little gold. It looks like, like a little gold shield or something. Yeah, something like that. And it basically just says, you're a legend. Yeah. So it's telling everybody you've done all the, all the class stories, which is cool. Um, you get a, a unique portrait frame, which... Right. Um, were they talking about that thing at the end, or was that something around your picture? 
The thing I didn't at, see the it. The thing at the end was specific for war zones. Or not war zones, uh, heroics. Oh, right, right, right. Um, and we'll get to that in a minute. So there was the nameplate icon, which was this, the, that little thing that we were talking about. Right. There was also the tiny man, tiny man legacy was hilarious. I just wrote that down. Uh, somebody met. That's Musco's. <laughs> He's so short. He is. Yeah, I love him. He's a small man. <laughs> and look, I, as not a tall man myself, I still am very much taller and heavier, but that's and, okay. And seriously, like you can, uh, like I said earlier, I'm a big man. You could fit two Muscos in my pants. I mean, you might be able to fit a half of one in my leg, this leg. Yeah, true. Let's move on um, before <laughs> it gets weird. Uh, so I thought that was cool, just kind of giving us something for, for doing these things that right. most of us, a lot of us have already done, which right. I think is neat. Um, there's some changes with the interface editor. Yeah, these two things I'm excited about. <laughs> So he brought up the interface editor and he's like, oh, there's some cool changes. And he's like, he's very excited about it. And they've gridded the whole thing. And so you can snap to grid things to really get it lined up. Because I know for me, I'm kind of like, I want this to line up with this and this to line up with this. But I think it's off a little bit. Or is it right? Is it, you know? And so it's nice to know, okay, that's a line. <laughs> yep. I want everything on this line. I want all this to line up. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm, I'm also. It looks sexy. It does. Very sexy. Right. Um, so we, the next one we talked about already. Too. Yeah. And, and you know, as everyone knows, there's nothing sexier than straight lines with no curves. Indeed. <laughs> uh, so <Wow>. we, <laughs> I was just going to let it go with that. I think that's good. Uh, so there was also another change in preferences, which we talked about last week, being able to import and export your keybinds. Yeah. I'm excited about this because it drove me nuts having to do that with every uh, single new tune. And like, honestly, and I, I try to make it the same for, yeah, and it's no. I just didn't like having to be like, okay, I gotta turn on my cooldown thing. I gotta do this. I gotta do this. I gotta change. You know, it's just it was annoying. Yep. Um, there's a new companion type as well, which so he logs into this uh lobby character um at this point in the stream. This and, is after the 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 story stuff. And there's some act dog following around. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's a cool pet. Yeah. No, that's a companion. So there's an act dog companion. So there's a new companion type available in the cartoon market, apparently. Like, I imagine, I guess, the cool part is, and I didn't really think about this until kind of right now, the cool part about this is because they've made it so companions' abilities streamline with your level, they can put anything in there. Yeah, and what's really cool about this is, like, characters that are theoretically companionable. Right. Um, and it, I mean, it makes sense to the story, like an attack act dog or yeah, something like that, yeah. but it's Which not necessarily to say exactly an attack hack, attack hack, but it's not something that you would necessarily ride in them out like a Nexu or a Varactyl. Right. But you could have, imagine this, you could have a attack act dog. Right. You could have a vicious bowing. Oh, that'd be sick. That just flies around with you and then you just send it to go. And I want a Minoc. A Minoc would be awesome. I want a Minoc just beating wings at people and sucking their faces off. You know. Too much? A little bit. Maybe. Yeah, they like to chew on power cables. Well, it'd only work on droids. Indeed. So. It would do extra damage on droids. Yes. You're welcome, Bioware. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so this opens up a completely different um, arena of interest in the cartel market for sure. Yes. It adds more things to put in packs. Um, it adds another thing besides just high interest mounts to the cartoon market that would be fun to bring with you on your quest you know if you have all your companions maxed out you don't need to kill a thousand things with so-and-so deal 
Why not have an act dog or a Minoc? It'd be fun as hell. You know, um, they could put anything in there. Anything. Yeah, and one thing I'm liking is some of these minor changes like this that you don't really think about really are going to work in RP. Because yeah. imagine... You can like, have a pet act, attack act dog. Yeah, but I mean, especially okay. with being able to put um, any any role for your companion, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, whereas, you know, I always had companion, so it was always Mako, right? But say, for example, my character is an Imperial operative, yeah. right? So I'm a spy, and I go on, you know, tattooing. Right. I'd want to have, or I'm a bounty hunter, and I want to have Blizz with me because it'll blend in more. Right. Or I have, uh, you know, the, the Tal's companion on the other, I, with, on Hoth. On Hoth. Yeah. You know, you could bring these that are more for the story. And then, like, if you ever go back to Hedda, you have your act dog, <laughs> yeah. and you just have an act dog sick on another act dog. But and... can you set it to heal? And what would it do when it heals? Lick your wounds. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, that's exciting. I'm excited about this. I, think... just, I mean, there's just so many fun yeah. things that can happen with this. So... All right, moving on. That's going to be neat. All right, so abilities. We have... Uh, the introduction of the temporary ability bar. This is one of probably the top three things I'm uber excited about because for somebody who, again, and this is going back to the snap to grid ability on the UI thing, it says, I've always been horrible at designing my UI. I constantly change it to see what works. And I was like, <laughs> I, I see yours and I saw Musco's today. And it's like, oh, okay, there's a thing I'd like to do because I, I, I never know what's important to me. Like, right. and now that I'm starting ops, I'd never done target of target before. Oh, so yeah. now that's something else that I want to have down in the corner that I can always have featured. Right. Exactly. So, you know, there's always things changing, but one of the things that I always have is I've got my main, you know, task bar, right. Right. And, the, and ability bar. But then underneath it, I've got my secondary ability bar, and it's filled with all my heroic abilities. Of course. So I've got my heroic moment with all uh, eight of my heroic abilities that I've unlocked because I've done Chapter 3 and all my tunes. Right. Um, plus the the presence one that doubles presence with your companion. Yeah. So I've got all those. Well, now you have a, a temporary ability bar. So whenever you have things that come up that only require occasional use, like, say, your heroic abilities, you, all you need to do is keep the one heroic moment ability on your taskbar. Right. You click that, it pops up a pop-up taskbar so cool. that has all of the ones you've unlocked. So if it's if you've unlocked all eight, it's eight long. If right. you've only unlocked is two... eight or six? Because I think two of them overlap. No, there's one for is each. Eight? Okay. Yeah, I believe so. So right. anyways... Right, whatever. Yeah, so anyways... Um, but if you only have unlocked two, it's too long. Well, the cool part about that is, and they and they did change this uh, aside. You know, putting the temporary the temporary ability bar aside, you can use your heroic moments twice now. Well, you can use your heroic moment once. No, no, but the each ability, ability is twice. Twice, yeah. Which it used to be only once. And so this would be useful in moments like PvP where you need to throw the hut ball. Temporary, you know, when you get the ball, oh, there's that button. So, so you, you don't, don't have, have to have it on your bar. Exactly. And then we'll get to some other things that are going to limit bar uh, bar usage. And I'm really excited about this because I have so much crap cluttering up my hot bars. I use all six. and It just cleans up your screen. And it, and it cleans up my screen a lot. I can kind of streamline things, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Yeah. Um, all right. So shall we get into crafting? Yes. I'm equally excited about crafting and gathering. Yeah. Um, you want to go ahead and start this off? Yeah. yeah. So um, we're going to get a blog next week-ish. <laughs> He kind of alluded to. He thought it might be next week. It's probably the week after, is my guess. Um, but every all the crafting abilities are ninety five hundred. 
Okay? There's not going to be any of the tiers anymore. Right. Um, and the gear, st- the gear that you craft won't be greens. It'll be blues. Um, well, to start, this is if, when you start at 60, they start at blues because they want you to have. Right. But what they're saying is they're going to be blue and adaptive, but the green stuff is going to be stuff to graft the blues. I, I, I got the impression that there won't be any more green craftable gear at all. Well, they'll be crafting parts for the. Right. Yeah. Parts for the blues. Yes, exactly. Um, and the gear, they're streamlining, you know, how they had all the augments from, you know, it was MK7, 8, 9, 10. It was up to 10. Yeah. Now it's going to be one through eight. Right. Well, it's not just for the MKs. This is for everything. For everything. So, you know, when they came out with new, you know, you had the first six, right? Mm-hmm. And then you had the exotic sevens. And then it skipped eights and for went to nines and, <laughs> and elevens. Right. Which is just weird. But now uh, all those are going to be shrunken down to eight. Well, in those um, mats that have more than eight in that specific line, right. they're basically going to be making some mats obsolete. And instead of just selling them at... Vendor prices and give and sending you the money. Saying, oh, you got to get rid of those. They're converting right. them to stuff that is not obsolete. So Which that's is good. cool. That's nice. That and two things I love about this is one, um, for someone like me who does a lot of crafting and saves all the mats, and I've got my legacy thing is all filled with mats. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> by limiting it to the eight, it's going to make storage a lot easier. But um, it's just less mats we have to carry less mac mats is important and also any of the old schematics you can still do they're going to archive them but basically that'll be for appearance purposes exactly you know which is cool because if you you know you don't want to lose the ability to craft that one thing that you think would look really good on every jedi knight that you do exactly you know so that's cool yeah and but so it'll be moved into a specific archive section on the crafting tab so it's no longer cluttering up your 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 crafting thing Right, which is and right all of news. your crafting is automatically collapsed. Oh my god, it's about freaking time. It's only four years later. Moving on, gathering. So gathering, I think this is a, a much needed quality of life thing that most people have been asking for, and I think it's it's kind of high time this happens. So there won't be a minimum skill anymore. So like for example, I I had my sork we were running with the other night. Uh, you know, it has biochem, but it's not leveled up all the way. Right. I couldn't loot any of the the dogs on the right ground. well and also this is very important if you say get up to level 50 say and you decide to respec your crew skills mm-hmm. and all of a sudden that crew skill is back down to one but you can't you know harvest anything right. on balmora right and so or not can, balmora but belsavis right and so the way it's going to work now there won't be minimum skills but wherever you're at it'll it'll adjust how much you get Based on the level of right, skill you scale. have. So, for example, um, say you are a, uh, a bioanalysis, right? And you are level 500. Not low. You're, you're up to 500, so you're maxed out on your bioanalysis. And you go to Hutta. Right. And you attack an act dog. You kill the act dog. Damn dog. Instead of when you biochem, well, not, I mean, it's not going to work out. Say a, uh, one of the, um, the toxic, uh, things in the, in the river. Sure. Um, cause it has to be a, yeah. So you kill that and you go to, uh, to, um, to gather its, its bio analysis it's stuff. Bioness. It's bioness. Nice. Um, you can't, you know, it used to be you get one of whatever. Right. But since you're 500, you get a, whatever the max is. Right. You'll that. get more. Right. And. Which is cool. Right. And so, but on the other hand, if you are a level one biochem and you go to 
Valsavis, right? Or which or Corellia? Crazy. So you're in Corellia and you're in the the Cornet Zoo, right? Then you and you kill an animal there and you do that, you get like one, yeah, because you don't have the ability to do it. And this works too. I mean, it counters some of would be the gold farmers and the people who are just trying to like. You know, I'm going to take my new level 60 and go farm all the mats on on this thing. And so, you know, it, it, it'll work out both ways, I think. It'll be good. What else do we have? Missions. All the mission skills that are possible will be available. It's not like you're going to get these four and you'll have to, like... Remember how some people right. were, like, changing phases and coming right. back to get the other ones? Yes. They'll all be available. Yes. So that's a cool change. Um, columns we were talking about last week are name change are changing names only, only, and there's not going to be a weekly cap, which is cool, right? So you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, the no weekly cap is awesome. But, um, but, but there's still going to be the max cap. But there is going to be the max one. But it's just it's giving you the the opportunity to be able to buy more stuff mm-hmm. and and keep uh, repeating that content and not say oh well I'm not going to get anything from it. You're going to get the stuff from it as long as you're keeping smart tabs of what your currency caps are. Exactly. Um. The only guild feature I think they talked about, I don't know, I might have missed part of it. I only caught the one. So there was just the one thing. You'll be able to whisper from the guild window, which, <laughs> once I became more active in guilds, Realized, I was like, uh, why can't I do Why that? can't I do this? Why can't I click on this person's name and whisper them? So that's going to come with 4.0, which is a great, much needed quality of life guild change. Uh, let's get into the, the rest of the legacy stuff here real quick. So. Oh, sorry, really quick. One ahead. thing to go back to the, to the gathering missions. Oh, yeah. Or the, uh, the, the crew missions is, I don't know if you noticed, but in the drop down menu at the top right, instead of it being levels 49 and 50 or levels 21 to 26 or whatever it was, uh-huh. they now just have them grades. It's what they were, grades one through six. Oh, cool. Right. Okay. So, um, oh, I didn't notice that. Right. So you don't have to be those specific levels to unlock them like you did before. Cool. As long as you get those levels in your, your crew skills, you're good to go. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it just streamlines, streams, streamline. It's streamlining the <laughs> nomenclature. Yeah, if that's the best way to put it. And I'm with you, and I'm, I'm all, I'm all for streamliningness. Yes, I'm gonna put ness at the end of everything. Well, I think that's a very importantness. Indeedness. All right, so guild stuff. We already talked about that legacy. Uh, let's this, talk about this because this is it. This is where we get into the good stuff. This is where we get into the thing I've been asking for for four years. Legacy yeah, datacrons. Yeah, at least you get your thing. You know. I'm going to get my thing. Um, so legacy datacrons are a thing. And they're getting their own tab. They are. And the cool part is, is they're going to look very similar to like the companion tab to where yes. it's like you see them all, you can see what plant you need and what they are, and you can check them off and go and do it. So and it's no longer cool. keeping Dolphy open on one screen. It's like, okay, well, I've gotten that one. I've gotten that one. No, 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 no. Just want to do them once. Exactly. So that's cool. Um, and Musco was 99% sure they'd be retroactive. Yes. That's a, that's a lot of percent. That is a lot of percent. No mathematician, but continue. Um, the next thing is, uh, exciting news is that speeder piloting is now leveled down to level one. So your legacy, you can buy the perks right. to make it to level one. Right. Instead of having to wait for level 10. Oh, thank God. That's why, I mean, that was the major perk of, of Rocket Boots, was that I could use it at level one. Yeah, you do still have um, some uh, legacy uh, some legacy level minimums. Right. I think it's level one for speeder one, two, and then five or something like something. that. Let's but go. if you're 
already, it's not going to make a difference. Yeah, if you're Legacy 50 already, you can get whatever you want. But uh, two other things, and these are free unlocks. Oh, you're very excited about this. I am so excited about this. So why, why don't you mention this one? I'm going to mention this. So Legacy Level, starting at level, Legacy Level 1, you can have a random mount slash random... No, I'm just kidding. There's two nobilities you get. Yes. Random mount, random pet, which I'm, I'm a little bummed I didn't be a little more hordish on my mounts and pets now. Because, oh, I'm, I'm hordish. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying... Um, and it's, it's, it's really cool. I mean, to be able to now just click one damn button and getting them out. Um, or having my favorite mount up uh-huh. and then random mount or favorite pet and then random. Yeah. Pet, and this is know? going back to um, the ability bars is that I have one whole ability bar. It's almost all mounts and pets. Yeah. Same here. And I have, I have four bars stacked on top of each other in the middle of the screen on the bottom. And on the right of those, I have two like cubes. And one cube is like all mounts and pets, and the other one is like you know boosts and, and right. random stuff like that. I, I'm I'm stoked about this because I'm getting rid of all that crap at some yes. finally. You know, I don't have to worry about cluttering up all that stuff with random with mounts and pets and stuff. So this is going to be cool. I'm very excited about this. It's something that this is, comes from the community, honestly, man. People have been asking for this for a long time. Yeah. And I'm really glad that they're implementing um, stuff like this. You just have to be sure to push the right button. I mean, look, Matt Musco, press the button. <laughs> I mean, look, if you press the mount that you want, you're going to get the mount. If you press the random mount button, you're going to get a random mount. It's not rocket science, bro. You <laughs> made the system. Somebody in your in your deal made the system. Just giving you crap, dude. We love you. Uh, <laughs> all right. So... <laughs> Uh, let's see. So collections. Oh, no, you skipped one. What did I skip? Oh, oh, thank you, sir. Um, one of the other notes here that's very important is they finally, and you know what bugged me about this? They finally fixed the, the cape clipping issue mm-hmm. on most of the mounts, he said. What bugged me is we went to these events and those, those mounts, I mean, my assassin has a cape. Yes, it, it's it's flowy. It's black. It's amazing. You can't drag it in the, in it's the turret. coming the... out of the bottom of the mount. On every one of them. Or hanging in front of the, the engine. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So they fixed it. Yeah. That's exciting. Uh, one other bit of news we got is there is still no shared currency with your legacy. Hmm. You still have to send it. Which, maybe they forgot. I mean, it's not important, you but think it's... To, I think that's something they could... I mean, there's enough people that reminded Musco in that moment. I think that's the one fail of the stream, was that... We've been asking for this for a while. I think maybe they just forgot. Well, and it's not like Could they it don't have the, Well, it's not like they don't have the coding for it already because it's available in the guild bank system. Right. Cut and paste. Well, I don't think it's that easy. Just cut and paste. All right. Cut and paste. The beer talking. Cut and paste. So we're cut and paste. Must go. Moving on. Collections. Collections. Uh, <laughs> they're finally going to be collapsed. Collapsed. Start. Thank God. <laughs> Which, come on, how hard could that have been? Yeah. And cut and paste. <laughs> I just wanted to get to the point there. <laughs> is that is that going to be our title? I'm pretty Cut sure. Based. Cut and paste. So um, searchable and filterable also. It is, and there's also going to be progress bars showing uh, your completion percentage as well. Oh yeah, I didn't see that, but that's cool. Um, also, an important thing is is when you previously when you were trying to unlock collections, um, you had it owned on one character. You had to go to a separate character and purchase that ability through the the collections thing. Oh, right. Now you can unlock that ability from the, the person owner. who owns it. Yeah, exactly. from the character that owns it. Which is awesome. Because most of my stuff, 
you know, my assassin owns most of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'd have to go to the character that I want to unlock it on and unlock it. It'd be nice to just be like, boom, open, you know, which is cool. Which means it unlocks it for all the characters. Exactly. All right. So there were some changes. There's only a few more things here. There were some changes to events. Yes. Which I thought was cool. A couple of cool things. Um, do you want to do this? No, go ahead. Okay. So changes to events. There's going to be a new vendor on the fleet. Uh, and, you know, the way they kind of prefaced this was we all have leftover crap from events. You know, um, bond account, bond, completed contracts, completed contracts, rack ghoul canisters, whatever, you know. And there's going to be another vendor on the fleet now where you can go and buy stuff from the past events using these pieces that you have left over. Example. For example, it'll require like 12 bounty contracts, 20 rackle canisters, and 18 uh, gree, uh, whatever. Exactly. And the cool thing is they brought some, a couple things back from some past events that will never be back in, like the Chevin event. They, that broken speeder. Broken speeder. Oh, I love that. I never did get that speeder. Right, neither did I. So I'm getting that speeder. The the containment gear. Yep, the containment gear is back from the original Rackle event, which yes. I only didn't, I didn't get all the pieces to it. And the way collections works, and the way all this works, you don't, you have to have a whole set. Yeah, and actually I missed the very first incarnation of the Rackle event, because it happened to happen during the only month in four yeah. years that I did not subscribe right. and before free to play. Yeah. So I didn't get to play that all that month. And that was a really fun event. And so we'll get that. And I'm excited about that. And Red Sparkle Powder is coming back. <laughs> which May will be very excited May about. May will be excited about that. <laughs> I, I'm stoked about this. And I think this is another way they could keep using, keep bringing things back from events. They could have certain things available all the time. From events that come and go, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, for example, the Rancor from the Nightlife event. Exactly. But save something like that for those. Okay, for for me, I've dropped like three million credits into that thing. Sure. And I still have not gotten. A I dropped three and a half million, and that's when mine dropped. Yeah. So, but in this case, if I happen to have say thirty of each of the other things, I can buy it. Mm-hmm. Which would be cool. So, another suggestion for you, Bioware. You're welcome. All right. Um, questing. Some questing changes. I really like what they're doing with the questing. Yeah, so let's dive into this. We have a few more things, and then I promise we will move on. So questing. They're finally sectioning off the way the quests work, the types of quests. Yeah. Right? Basically, as it is right now, if there's a open quest, you see a yellow triangle. If there's a completed quest, it's a yellow triangle with green. If yeah. it's a group purple, purple right. with green. Now you see... Purple triangles, green, yellow, it's all over the place, but it's streamlined because they're differentiating between the importance of missions. Yeah, and and so this goes to what they were saying was going to happen with uh, the streamlining of leveling content and the streamlining. and So they're getting rid of 12 XP confirmed, right? but they're doing this streamlined content. So what's really going to happen is they're going to do bonus, basically uber XP for class missions and and the story, the primary the story, primary storyline. Story I gotta get this right eventually. The primary storyline for each planet, right? And that's gonna be those two things are gonna be in purple as you're leveling, and those will be the ones you get the massive experience for. So you can just go and through and do those, which yes. is cool. Now um, all the other side quests on each planet that you will not get the bonus XP for, um, and most people that are trying to level up quickly want to ignore 
they're making all of those and they're together and they're calling them um explore or exploration right uh, missions and you can toggle those off on the main uh, map screen and that to me is super cool because if i'm going to level something now i'm going to go through i'm going to do those quests i might just i might just roll through and yeah, i might want to see some of the other ones but I don't want to see everything in yellow and be like, oh, let me click on it. Oh, that's not the mission I thought it was, and move on. Yeah, because every time you go to a camp, you need all these different triangles pop right. up, and like, okay, I've got to do them all. Well, if you toggle off the exploration missions, you know what you need to focus on. It'd be nice not to have to see all that and be tempted to do all of those missions because the completionist inside me is screaming out loud. Right. Um, all right, so anything else on questing? I'm pretty excited about questing. Um, no, that's pretty much it. All right. Uh, so before we move on to these last couple of things, I honestly, man, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about the changes. It's going to, it's going to reinvigorate so many parts about the game. There's something else on missions we're going to talk about in a minute that has me really excited. And this has to do with, um, higher level characters, um, and lower level characters, which we'll talk about. But so the next part of this in the stream he must go switched over to a higher level character. Mm-hmm. And so that's why if we repeat something or go back to something that has to do with missions, we're talking about that because this is where Musco started talking about uh, a higher level character. So and group content. And group content. So he logs into this higher level character and he opens up the group finder, right? And the group finder was cool. Uh I thought it was neat that the operations now are the story mode ops are level 50 through 65. Right. Which is going to help WOG immensely. Absolutely. Right? Um, and the daily operations are still there, but you can also see what's next. So, like... And you could you have a counter, and like, okay, there's 13 hours till the op, op changes. Exactly. And so you're able to kind of see, okay, so our WOG group wants to run... You know, uh, um, scum and villainy, scum and villainy, but that's, that's going to be on tomorrow because there's only going to be a couple of us and we can get some pugs or whatever in a story mode and it's open to everybody. We won't have to worry about those guys coming through that are 50, mm-hmm. right? And we're 65, uh, and having an issue. So I think that's going to be, I don't know. I think this is going to be great for group finder. I'm pretty excited about yeah. that. Um, we t- kind of talked, alluded to the play button mm-hmm. next to the chapter. So when a new chapter comes up for for Fallen Empire, you just click play and you just start. And right. it's kind of like pressing the play button on Netflix. That's kind of how exactly. I thought about it. Yeah. Uh, and then this was probably the coolest part, in my opinion, outside of the or operation stuff, was the heroic missions. There was a heroic mission terminal now. Right. Which is amazing. Yeah, it has it's it's on fleet and it's at the top of one of the stairs in the inner ring and it basically you click on it and it gives a it's a pickup terminal for you to pick up any of the heroic quests on any of the planets. On any of the planets. And it's listed by planets alphabetically, heroic twos, heroic fours, whatever you want to do. But once you pick them up, up in the you know, wherever you have your mission tracker, one cool thing happens. Well, you, you can just go right there. You get a transport. It gives you the transport. And not only that, um, there was a system that people have been asking for that other MMOs do quite well. EverQuest 2 comes to mind when the wife and I were playing EverQuest 2 back in the day. If I had a higher level character because I was playing more that week, I could jump down and play content with her and it would, I can, I can right click mentor and it would level me down and have all my abilities, but it would take down my damage or whatever. Right. Um, the cool thing about this is that 
the heroics are open kind of to everybody. And like you have a level 60, let's say you click on your heroic two for Balmora, right? You have a level, you know, Balmora level 20 something, right? Right. And you're like, dude, I need help on this heroic. I'm like, sweet, let's do the weekly. So I pop over to Balmora. We run it together and it levels. I have all my abilities, Mm -hmm. but it, it takes me down a notch, right? Yeah. And I can play with you. I still get experience because I'm level 60 and I'm trying to get to 65. I still get experience. You get your experience. The drops are crap for me, but I get rewards for the weekly. So, but not only that is before you, I mean, you would get your drops, but if you, I mean, cause you could go down and do, you know, a HUD, a whatever, but you would get six experience points. Not that way anymore. Right. You still get, I mean, as long as you are still gaining experience, you still get larger experience amounts for doing this stuff. So it's going to, it's going to uh, push you to try to do that repeatable content. But whenever we were levering new tunes, right? Because I tend to do all classes when I level new tunes. You tend to stick with evil imps. Yeah. And I do. so They're evil. when I when I'm leveling up like a console or whatever, and I'm having trouble with a level forty something thing, but your tune is on a twenty, right, or something like that. We had to find certain flashpoints that we exactly. could do together. Like, it's like, what well, can we do that we can both do together? Now you know? this, it solves that problem. Which is awesome. And it's a whole nother branch of those things. It's not just flashpoints. It's heroics that now we can do and it benefits everybody. And not only that, because of weekly, I imagine there are, there's going to be achievements attached to it, I'm mm-hmm. hoping. Um, or well, which there should already be. Um, but also, if I'm level 65, I'm still going to get credits. I'm still yeah, going to get says, credits for doing that. It's, uh, yeah, actually, uh, what he said it's going to be is you're going to get credits. You're going to lock boxes. You're going to get comms. The, right. uh, the, uh, what's the new name? Uh, the common crystals, crystals. The common crystals. Yeah. You're going to get the common crystals. Well, for the lower ones, I'm sure it's going to go up for whatever to the higher ones, but you also get lock boxes. Right. Which is, I mean, it's, it's mentoring, but it's also kind of not throughout the whole game, but it's mentoring content. It's the ability to run content with your friends, regardless of level, it's... it's but it's ex- also making it worth it for doing that. Exactly. It's encouraging you. This is... And, you know, this actually circles it all back around to them trying to get new players in. Yeah. It's trying to make it where the new people won't feel ostracized because the old people will say, I don't want to do that with yeah. you. Or skip the cut, say, ah. But also, dude, I've never done some of these heroics. Yeah. For, because I just leveled out of the planet and moved on. I've never done some of these. I would love to check out some of these heroics. It'd be fun. Yeah, well, like we, like I was, for example, I was on, I've been spending time on... And it'd be good for WOG. Sorry. Absolutely. Perfect for WOG. I've uh, been spending a little bit of time on um, on McKeb the last month or so trying to finish off those weeklies that are going away. Mm-hmm. But in the midst of that, you're finishing off the Imperial Hero of McKeb by right. doing all, you know, you're finishing off these, there's all these achievements already in the game for finishing off all the heroics on planets right. and then you of course get like i think it's the galactic hero yeah title by like getting that. all of them so i'm pumped i'm really excited about the heroic part yes um, again it opens up a piece of content that i wasn't doing that i probably wouldn't do unless it was some incentive and gives me a reason to run it and it would be fun yes i'm i i, I it all boils down to having fun yeah and for me like I, there are parts of this game after four years I've still, I, like I said, I've still never seen. Give me an incentive. Give me a way to run it with the people I want to run it with, and I'm in. It's going to be fun. So I'm pumped about that. Uh, so that was pretty much the stream. He asked, There was a couple of random questions that happened at the end. 
Um, we already talked about no legacy uh, money. Um, there's going to be a couple blogs coming out that are still in the works. Uh, the one about um, alliances and the cartel market. Yeah, the alliance stuff, which is basically the new system for your companions. Right. Is, uh, he said that's going to get detailed in, well, in detail. In detail. Uh, right before early uh, release date. Yeah. So, uh, October 20th. And, and I would like it a little, I would like it soon because I want to know how important it is, it's going to be for me to like really work on finishing those companion stories. But, you well, know. Not only finishing the companion stories, but also maxing their affection. Yeah. Which, you know, take advantage of that in your, um, Things because there's certain crew missions and and things that you can get uh, gifts. Right, exactly. Right, or man. just buy them on the GTN. So I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah, they basically <laughs> just said Cartel Market is going to be getting streamlined too. Yeah, it's going to be better and easier. Is mm-hmm. how he said it. Uh, and other than that, I don't know. Do you want to, any closing thoughts? I mean, I, what do you think? Like I said, this, is, this has been the most excited I've been to do new content in a long time. And old content. And old content, seriously, because I mean, this I've, I'm more excited for this than I was for, you know, Forged Alliances, and yeah. I was for Shadow Revan. And I'm with you. I, I feel the same way, and I feel like part of it is because uh, we're gonna, it, it it's opening up sections of content, condensing sections of content, and making it so, regardless of what I want to do, I'm gonna be able to do it with my friends. And because we've been doing Wog, and because we've been doing all these things, uh, I feel like it's really. It's really going to open up more of the game for us to play and streamline some of the stuff that's just been kind of tedious. Cleaning up the bars, cleaning up the interface editor, and that kind of thing. And and for someone who's been playing this game for four years and will be playing this game um, as long as they're doing um, it until the game goes away, I'm I'm really glad that this is the expansion 4.0. This is the expansion that they're really going to be like, okay, we've heard you. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And him laying, and Musco laying all this out in, in the span of two hours, I think there was a lot of people walking away with high hopes and yeah. really excited. And I did jump on a Twitter briefly before we started recording and checked it out. And I, and, and I didn't see much negativity. Granted, there's going to be the naysayers there's out there. There's going to be haters. But I'm not that worried about that right now because in addition to the story, 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 we're going to get so much more mm-hmm. in the way of, you know, in the way of quality of life changes and, and some of these other things. So I'm, I'm freaking stoked. Plus so, a freaking attack act dog. I mean, who doesn't want an attack act dog? And on that note, shall we, uh, go into our Star Wars section? Can I name him Cujo? I think his name is Cujo. Awesome. <laughs> Why would you not name him Cujo? Oh, please let him have a rabbit mouth. You couldn't see it, but Will was foaming at the mouth. Uh, <laughs> not beer foam. What's that flash? We're losing a deflector shield. Both trap yourselves in. I'm going to make a jump to light speed. All right, we're going to be skipping Podcast Corner. We don't have anything this week. We've already given our shout-outs. Yeah. And uh, we're also going to be skipping comics this week. Yes. Um, Kanan 6 did get released this week, but it's the only major uh, Marvel Star Wars release, so we're pushing it to next week. Right. When we should be having uh, more content. Yeah, and so our Star Wars section this week is going to be... We're going to talk about a couple news items. Um, I think we should touch on Star Wars Uprising a little bit. And we have one rumor mill story. 
So I'm excited. Yes. Two rumor mill stories. Two rumor mill stories. So let's let's get to this. So the first thing um, that I kind of want to talk about with you specifically is that the new Force Awakens uh, novels, art books, and more were announced. And basically what's com- what it's coming down to is on December 18th, they're going to release a whole bunch of other stuff. I mean, how much more stuff do we need? But, I mean, I don't know. So these are the books like um, The Art of the Force Awakens. Yeah, and actually, th- I think this is actually... How sick is that cover? Oh, it's awesome. Um, but I think this is actually... I mean, they've done Star Wars art books before. But this actual title of The Art of Star Wars The yeah. Force Awakens, this is the synergy of Disney. Yeah. Because Disney has a long running book series called the art of, Oh, okay. the art of Pocahontas, the art of Lion King, the art of, and it has a lot of, I own quite a few of them. And it's really cool because it's not only conceptual drawings and actual stills from the movie or whatever, but they have, um, you know, some tracing stuff in there. It's really, really a great line of books. And they have one called The Art of Disney, which talks about, like, the origins of Mickey and everything. It's a great book series. So bringing the great things of Disney publishing, along with Del Rey and the Star Wars content, it's a a no-brainer. Sounds good to me, dude. Uh, There's a bunch of other stuff here. There'll be a link in the show notes, but uh, Cosmic Book News has consolidated all the covers from Amazon. But, I mean, there's Star Wars of Force Awakens... The Visual Dictionary. From DK Publishing. The, DK. The, yeah. DK's doing their sticker book. I've got a bunch of these for the kids yeah. from the previous stuff. Um, there is Before the Awakening, uh, which is a companion piece to the journey to the Force Awakens uh, character novels. Uh, it's an anthology book that focuses on the lives of Ray, Finn, and Poe before the events of the Force Awakens, which I think it was going to be worth checking out. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be definitely in the vein of Tales from the Moss Eyes of Cantina. Yeah, stuff like that. Tales from the Empire, stuff like that. Sure. And then, so we have some early readers. I'm definitely getting these for my kids. There's a level one, uh, Ray meets BB-8. Um, my kids, actually, it's funny, speaking of Brian, uh, Kate's cousin, uh, when they were here over the weekend, brought the girls' uh, Force Awakens sticker coloring books. Awesome. And, and they just kept telling me all weekend... Daddy, it's the new Star Wars. And this is Kylo Ren, and this is the new... And I'm like, those are my girls right there. I was very excited. And then, so, anyway, sticker books, um, bunch of stuff like that. Let's see what Oh, I didn't see that one. Han um, and Chewie return. Oh, yeah. So, this one, every everyone's favorite smugglers are back. Han, and Sol- Han Solo and Chewbacca return in a heroic new adventure set in a galaxy far, far away. This looks like a... Chapter book? Kids chapter book? It's an 8x8, eight eight, so it's a, it's a it's, kid's book. Yeah, a kid's book. That would be cool. Yeah, I'm excited for that. <laughs> oh, then, that's awesome. Then we have five-minute Star Wars stories. Hello, bedtime stories. Which would be great. Uh, we have, let's see what else here. The, the Force oh, the Awakens Flashlight Adventure book. This is one of those ones where you press the buttons on the side. Yep. See, all these things. See, Disney knows. Disney, Disney I mean, knows. I'm going to buy good. all of these things. This is Christmas right here. Um... Right before Christmas, all this comes out, by the way. Late lightsaber rescue is, let's see, so the galaxy is in trouble again. Activate your lightsaber and help join the fight. This is another one of those press button days. Right. We'll put a link in the show notes because this is a very visual part of our podcast. Um, mix and match, uh, let's see, Ray's survival guide, which I thought was cool. Uh, complete with story secrets and insights, this guy will immerse readers in the world of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Discover what you need to survive the hostile planet Jakku. I don't know what this is, but it seems pretty cool. What is it? I don't even understand what it is. I don't know. Huh. Anyway. Um, so that's it. 
Let's add a list of other stuff that's available. A list of other stuff that's available. Uh, Star Wars Finn, The First Order, Star Wars Look at Find, Look and Find, Incredible Cross. I mean, this is just, uh, and The Force Awakens Junior novelization. The adult novelization. Adult novelization. Which we already said was written by, um, he wrote the original novelization for New Hope. Mm, you said it before, but I won't. And he wrote Splendor of the Mind's Eye. Alan Dean Foster. There you go, buddy. That's why I keep you around. All right. <laughs> so I'm excited about all this stuff, and it's right before Christmas. Um, my kids, are, I mean, this is also the day after the movie comes out, correct? Day of the movie, I think. The 18th. December 17th is the movie. Well, I the thought. midnight re- the, oh, gotcha. the early okay. releases. So uh, I'm, I'm stoked about it. Your birthday is a couple days before that. I we're turned gonna, 40. We're going to do all the things. It's going to be amazing, dude. Um, all right, man. So that's exciting. We also have some uh, canon news. Yeah, just one correction. Last week we were talking. When did you add this? Uh, when I was... Oh, you told me this. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Weirdo. Sorry. Uh, last week, if you remember, we were talking about the rumor that uh, uh, Disney was going to be putting out a re-release of the original trilogy. Redna of the... Uh, uh, it's a trap podcast. Uh, made, it sent me a, a correction through Twitter um, that said uh, that reminded me that Fox actually still owns the rights right now to the original versions of the movies of the original trilogy four, five, and six, um, and they actually own in perpetuity episode four forever. The original wow. version they own the original versions of five and six until twenty twenty. Okay, um, all of the uh, remasterings and all the different versions that were released ninety seven and after. Actually, they started making changes in 83, I think. Yeah. Uh, to like the scroll, they were adding a new hope or episode four and all that stuff. They, um, that's all owned by Disney, but the original releases of 77, 81, 83 are still owned by Fox. Cool. So thank you, Redna. Thanks, Redna. And I think we got to get Redna back on the show. We do. I think, um, yeah, we'll just say right here. We'll get Redna and Orta. Yeah, we'll try to get them both on next week. Just talk comics. We'll stop all our comics. Um, all right. Yeah, because so, they actually just did an episode on, uh, on Vader one. one through six. I yeah. think that's what they did. So we'll, we'll see what those guys want to talk about. We'll get them on again. It, that's always fun hanging out with those guys. Yep. All right. So let's really briefly, before we get to our, a couple other last little things in Star Wars, um, I started playing Star Wars Uprising again. Me too. I started a spending a lot more time on it this week. I'm having fun. It was fun. I, I, I like the, the changes, mm-hmm. like you mentioned last week, uh, they're making. I only played a few missions, but I, I'd like to get back to it. Um, there's a couple of things happening in Marvel Puzzle Quest right now I'm not super stoked about, or I'm not so compelled to do like I was in the last events, so. I'm going to be playing a little more this weekend. Well, I think we're all just waiting for that super secret event that comes um, yeah. on in about a week. What's that about? I don't know. Seven days from now, there's some random event that we've never seen, and it's just kind of hovering there. But I we'll think it's Galactus. Galactus? Galacticus? Galactus? Ah, one of them. It doesn't matter. I saw this today. I thought this was interesting. Star Wars Force Friday toys were from the first third of the movie. Yeah, this is actually kind of cool because some of the backlash that was coming out about Force Friday was like, oh, you're going to be spoiling, you're giving us all these characters and stuff from the movie that we're going to, it's from the first third. Right. So there is still so much more to come. And one of the things that this focuses on, it says, uh, Snoke is one of the things that wasn't in the toy run, right? Right. Which is something we talked about. Um, we know he's in the movie. So we have Supreme Leader Snoke, played by Andy Serkis, right? That's not another character absent from... So it says, another character noted to be absent from not only the merchandise, but also the promotion Supreme Leader Snoke, played by Andy Serkis. Um, and it says, um, Snoke will be available soon. 
as soon as the characters are revealed in the trailer or even following the premiere of the movie. So well, I think I, that means it's if it's following the premiere of the movie, then it's obviously going to be a character that's going to be important for the upcoming trilogy, right? Not just the one movie, not just the one movie. So I think this is cool, and I'm glad they're doing it this way. Mm-hmm. I don't want a bunch of toys. I'm like, I'm never, I don't even know who this character is, and oh, it turns out that's a super important character from the last part of the movie, and now spoilers. Yeah, right. I don't need any of that. So I think that's cool. Uh, rumor mill. Yeah, rumor mill. This one isn't. Um, you know, really, Star. I mean, it is Star Wars, but... Well, Disney it's, is Star Wars, bro. Exactly. It's all about Disneyland. There's first news came out, and this is uh, through Mouse Planet, I believe, uh, which is a really good uh, uh, Disney uh, fan site. Mm. Um, there was uh, some release to Disneyland cast members this week um, that was talking about what attractions are going to be put on hiatus during the construction of Star Wars Land. And I believe the date they said was January 20th of 2016, um, and the stuff that's basically closing is the stuff that you would think, I mean, because since they're putting it in Toontown and they're taking over the celebration area, um, they're shutting down Rivers of America, which means Mark Twain, the Columbia, the uh, canoes, canoes, the, the uh, island, the paddle boats, all those are gone. Fantasmic. The island, Fantasmic is gone. They're also shutting down the railroad. Um, oh, really? Because it goes through Toontown. Oh, it it goes so. around... Uh, Rivers of America it goes through all the backlot area. You know, I didn't so, think about that. That's a bummer. It's kind yeah. of a bummer. So the 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 couple of things that this what's cool about this is the railroad's been around forever and it basically runs every single day. Sure. So they're going to be able to rework refurbish the track and, and re- refurbish the 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 Lily Bell and all that stuff. Right. Usually, when they've had construction in specific areas, they've just closed that station. Right. And, and they just go past it. Um. Yeah, and they yeah. just go past it. But this obviously means that they're doing. A huge amount of construction for sure. Where they're gonna have to shut down the track itself. So, wow. I, and I'm I'm hoping they they streamline the, the train with it and everything. So it'll be very cool. Yeah. Every time we go, we usually go in February. There's always something, usually a half dozen things that I really like that are shut down. Well, February is a pretty standard right. um, refurbishment month. And we started going in February mostly because it's a little slower um, and it's not as hot. We used to go in April, uh, but you know, spring break and stuff. Uh, I, I'm not heartbroken over the train. We don't really ride it that often. The kids are a little young. We don't, don't we don't go to the island. Don't go to the canoes and that kind of thing. And you know, and being vegetarians, we don't go to the barbecue. So I know Barbecue's it's right. Going it, it is what it is. I know. I'm sorry. Um, but in Toontown, you know, I always find it interesting. Kate's always like, "Oh, let's go to Toontown. We gotta go to Toontown." And we always go once. You know, we're there like four days, and we go once for like an hour, and we call it a day, and. It's time for it to go. It's, it's, yeah, the, nobody knows who Roger Rabbit is anymore. Nobody. Okay, a few things about Toontown. Children don't. I hope they save Roger Rabbit somehow and put you it somewhere so? else in the park. <clears throat> because spin I ride. love that ride. And I I'm, like that ride I'm too. somebody that gets a dizzy, so I tend to keep it straight. I don't let oh, it I spin. Don't, yeah, I don't do that. Um, because I, I'm just a guy who doesn't like the tickets. But I love Roger Rabbit. Yeah. I love the history of old Disney or of old LA. I love the idea of Roger Rabbit. I just love that concept. I have no problem with it, and don't get me wrong. I like that ride, and I take the kids on it. We stay in the line. Zoe was terrified last year in that line. I think she was a little young the year before, but I like that ride too. I don't. Do you think they're going to move it? If anything, I mean, it's not like you're moving Haunted Mansion or something True. where you're going down underneath the berm and everything. It's all above ground. It's all there. It's fairly flat. Mm-hmm. It would be expensive to do. 
Um, but one thing I think it could do is, you know, the reason why they put it in Toontown was because it's Roger Rabbit. That's right. what Toontown is based on. Exactly. Right? Well, if you're getting rid of that concept, it makes sense. Yeah. It takes place in Hollywood. Ship it over to the Disney, the oh, Disneyland backlot yeah. in California Adventure in that building yeah. that used to hold the, uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire show. You know, which they used last time we were it there, was it was the, the frozen, frozen thing. thing. Yeah. You know, put it in that area. It could. And it would be perfect. Over by Monsters, Inc., that would work. Totally fits into mm-hmm. the, the theming over there. You get the land back. You still get to keep a great ride. Cause you, have you written a letter to Disney yet? I, I, actually, I just thought about this. Let's, let's craft a letter. But the, the things that suck about losing Toontown besides that is that Gadget's Go Coaster, although it is a kid's coaster, is the fastest ride in the park. And it's fun. It's 20 seconds. It is 20 seconds. <laughs> and the, 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 the bummer part about it is I grew up on that cartoon. I love that cartoon. Mm-hmm. My kids have no freaking idea. They have no idea. They have no idea how the rescue awesome rangers that and, Um But as somebody, I mean, because I like the ride itself too. I like. I mean, it's got a good humpback. It's mm-hmm. got a cool bank. Mm-hmm. It goes like thirty nine miles an hour. It's amazing. It is a pretty good ride, but for somebody who's six foot three hundred fifty pounds, it's not the most comfortable ride. No, it's very small. Um, so they're getting rid of all that, obviously. But the one thing they never took advantage of, because it is themed as a Toontown land, right? There's never enough foliage. So right. it always got ten it's degrees so hot. hotter in Toontown than it was the rest of the park. You're right, and and the heat, um, and it, and especially like when we used to go in the summer, you know, and then we started going in April, and it's like you go in the summer and you're in Toontown. There's no trees. It's all it's all open. There's no shade. There's not enough vendors. Mm-hmm. The, it's it, that land never all the way worked, and it was a bummer because when I remember when it first opened, I was super stoked about it, and I thought, like, oh, this is so cool because I knew Roger Rabbit. I knew right. all the things. I love, uh, you know, Rescue Rangers. Oh, my God, there's a ride for it. That's badass, but it it it's still, it's outdated, and it doesn't work. They turn it into a whole bunch of character meet and greets, which exactly. is what it kind of has to be. Yeah. Um, but it, and it has the Jolly Trolley, but the Jolly Trolley never ran enough. That it stopped was, running, too, years yeah. ago. And the thing right. is, and this goes back to moving Roger Rabbit over into California Adventures. They've already got the red car. They got there. the red car, yeah. It, I it think just that works, sense. dude. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Yeah. So, next thing? Yeah, this is very cool. This is back to Star Wars. Um, so, Sarah Michelle Gellar, this is rumor mill stuff, of course. Sarah Michelle Gellar is rumored for Princess Leia in Star Wars Rebels. And now, I'm excited about this because we know... Sarah Michelle Gellar signed on as a voice actress for the show. Right, we just didn't know what. We know that. We've confirmed she has a role, but there's some tweets and some Instagram things out there to kind of say that maybe she might be doing some other stuff. So, one of the things she says, I'm super excited to announce I will be on the Star Wars Rebels panel at New York Comic Con. Um, that's next weekend, uh, or late next week, actually, at 1.30 on the Empire stage, of course. Hope to see you there. Um... Now, whatever should I wear? So, like, things like this, it says, We can speculate Sarah Michelle Gellar will be the voice of a young Princess Leia, as Star Wars Rebels said a few years prior to New Hope. And we've talked about Princess Leia showing up as a character mm-hmm. in Rebels. And the cool thing about voice acting is you can voice multiple characters. Oh, absolutely. And, I don't know, I like this as a rumor, and I hope this is true. Yeah, and the f- funny thing is, is, you know, uh, you know, I'm a fan of the princess rap battles and the epic rap battles of history stuff like that right yeah. and she did the epic rap battle as cinderella oh that's right yeah fight, that's cool. rapping against bell so it's just, you know, a little tongue-in-cheek connection there nice all right man well that's it for star wars really yeah. i mean shall we just get out of this 
can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Yeah, let's just go into the pop culture stuff. Uh, we don't have a ton of stuff, but we'll go over it quickly. Um, it's a big show this week. Big show this week, and where we hope you guys are sticking with us. Oh, no, they're with us. And now <clears throat> it's section three, pop culture. Pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew Over pew. to you. Oh, Rhyme. I see what you did there. What's up now? <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm skipping the real reviews section this week of trailers, because we've actually got three trailers we're going to talk about really quick here. Yep. One is a really quick teaser trailer that Back to the Future released in honor of their 30th anniversary. Oh, cool. And they brought Christopher Lloyd back as Doc Brown. He shows nice. up in the DeLorean, he gets out, and he starts doing a scan of the viewer. He's looking right at the camera and everything, oh, cool. and then it cuts. So it's, it was literally like 22 seconds, whatever, really cool. Nice. Um, and there's going to be more to come, because it said to be continued at the bottom, just of like course. it did in of course. the original. <laughs> um, there's a new Jessica Jones trailer. We talked about the teaser, uh, I think it was two weeks ago. I think it was last week. One of the last couple weeks, and it was really enjoyable. This one actually had footage instead of just the, the artwork. A little bit of footage. A little bit of footage. It just, <laughs> it, you heard a, you know, you just heard the noises of New York, right. Hell's Kitchen specifically, and it, the camera is dolling into a bedroom, and you see Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones, sleeping in the bed. She's passed out on her stomach, and then you start hearing the alarm clock go <laughs> so off, cool. and she literally just reaches up and just crushes it. Crushes it. It's so cool. Pieces. You start seeing the digital motherboard and stuff in there. It, it's circuit yeah. board. It's awesome. And that was cool. I mean, I'm I'm very intrigued. I showed the wife, and we watched you know, Daredevil, and I'm I'm really excited about Jessica Jones and the other two that are coming. David um, Tennant. And and I told her about Tennant, and she's like, "Oh my god!" So we'll be watching that for sure. Yeah. So uh, I actually I missed this one in, in this week, but you brought this one up to uh, me. I brought it up. You know, I found this, uh, X-Files has a full trailer out. And it is gorgeous. It's very good. We have a link in the show notes. I mean, it's all the things you expect. There's even a little, um, hint at the end that the smoking man, um, you just see a cigarette, you know, a hand he, holding a cigarette. And he says a line. And he says a line. Um, you know, you see Mulder, you see Scully. Julian Anderson is still gorgeous. Oh, yes. And, you know, he, he's calls her and you can see it. I mean, just the, it's going to be so cool to see this happen. But, you know, she picks up the phone, sees that it's him, and it's just like, oh. Uh, I'm on my way. Uh, yeah, I'm there. Here I am. I see you. You know, it's going to be so cool. So, I'm excited about that. And what else do we have? You know, one of the big surprise hits of the box office this summer has been straight out of Compton. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, you know, for as hard-hitting as it was, it still glossed over quite a few things. Um, Sadly, I didn't get to see it yet. Yeah, it is very good. It, it, you know, some of Dre's past stuff like that, but one of the things it mentions, but doesn't really go into detail, is Easy es HIV. And we all, most of us who followed hip-hop in the 90s know that he died from HIV. Right. Well, you know, and the, the rumor was that, you know, I mean, everyone said, well, you know, he was a misogynist, he slept around with a lot of women, he did drugs, you know, that's how he got it. Right. But I saw two things that came out this week. Well, one came out this week, and one was uh, Frost, who was one of Easy es protégés who signed to Ruthless Records. Um, the, somebody unearthed an interview that he gave with a minor publication a couple of years ago that said he knew how Easy got HIV, and it was through tainted acupuncture needles 
orchestrated by he called the devil. Oh god. Who no one talks about, but it's Suge Knight. Suge Knight, yeah. Oh man. And in this I did a little bit more research and I found a Jimmy Kimmel episode that Suge Knight was on right after he was really? released from prison back in two thousand six or so. Yeah. And um it was really kind of interesting because, you know, they're making fun. Uh, John Leguizamo was on the show as well. Suge Knight comes out and Jimmy Kimmel's got a bulletproof vest on. He's oh my God. doing a joke or whatever. <laughs> and you know that they're trying to try not to piss this guy off, right? Yeah, I mean, and, Suge Knight, and he's, Suge Knight. and so Suge Knight just started talking, you know, spouting off things, talking about how, well, one of the new ways to kill people is through infected needles because you, oh. he, and he actually said, you shoot somebody, you go to jail forever. You taint him with a needle. Then no it's a slow death, and you go out easy e style. Oh, what? So he was basically like just saying it. I I, I just thought it was interesting. That is interesting. So it's so, um, you know a little bit of stuff. You know, it, it's it's really cool that a movie like Straight Outta Compton can become big at the theater and really bring the origins of of especially L A hip hop back. And, I, and I'm happy about that, mostly because that's what I grew up on. You know, yeah. we cruise around, you know, Modesto, McHenry Avenue, you're, you know, bumping, you know, Tupac and, and, and all this stuff. Yeah, and Banks out of e- Oakland. Easy e and Outcast and, and yep. you know, my whole thing was Easy e was the inspiration for my favorite group was Bone Thugs and Harmony. Yep. And, and one of the reasons I wanted to see that movie, I wanted to see if, they alluded to Bone Thugs at all because Easy E was really the reason that they exist now. And, yeah, and they reference them. Good, and, and you know, and for me, you know, Easy E, I know how he, you know, I knew he died from AIDS, but it's just like it. It's there was so many controversies in there with the shootings with Tupac and Biggie and mm-hmm. East Coast, West Coast. It was just so much hype before the internet hype. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Can you imagine if all that was going on now? Oh, my God. It'd be totally different now. And that's why I thought it was kind of cool back then. It's like, oh, man, what did you hear? Oh, what did you hear? What did you hear? It's not like, well, I went on Facebook. I'll actually tell you, I, was, I, I used to work for Camelot Records, which people out of the Midwest obviously know Camelot. People yeah. on the West Coast, not so much. But I ran the store in L.A. for a couple of years. And I worked there when Sinatra died, when mm-hmm. Tupac died, when Biggie died, right? And it seems rather callous, but you're you're there to sell CDs, right? Sure. Well, you you know what to stock up on, <laughs> exactly, right? So we had a bullpen sort of setup. So as soon as you walk in the store, you had the cashier area, right? right. And on the front was a big, huge, twelve foot long display that you could feature whatever you wanted, right? We usually featured the major new releases of the week. But whenever anybody died, it became a big, it became theirs, a big yeah. display, right? So Sinatra died. It became posters and stuff of Sinatra. Right? Tupac died. I swear to God, people <laughs> were coming in and kneeling at the display Stop and crying. It. Oh, my God. Girls, 16, 18-year-old girls were coming in crying. And I still remember when, when he died. I remember when Biggie died. I remember one of my favorite hip-hop songs to date is Still I'll Be Missing You. That, the that, cover of the that police P. Diddy, the, the did. P. Diddy did with Faith um, Evans. Yeah, and, I mean, and that happened at a perfect time in my life. You know, I just graduated high school. I was in, I was in, uh, I was in Mexico. I met Cassie, one mm-hmm. of my, you know, exes and, you know, awesome girl. Like just people that I was with hanging out and like that played it every night when we were out dancing. Yep. You know, and it was, and it, just, was it was P. Diddy with Faith Evans and, yeah. and Mace. Oh and, my God. It was, and, and, you know, there was something to be said about that time because because we didn't have the internet because it wasn't what it is now. Yeah, it was it was like 
the viralness before viral. I mean, yeah. right around that same time, I, I swear it was within months, Princess Die died. Yeah. And so you had the Candle in the Wind remake that, that Elton John did. Right. I mean, you still had the power of the single Man. on yeah. the radio. When it mattered. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Sorry, memory total, lane aside. <laughs> totally tangent in the history of music. Um, uh, this so has been your uh, music history lesson with uh, Marshall and Will. Um, tune in next week when we'll be discussing the uh, flapper era. No, I'm just kidding. The origins of the 45 <laughs> and the long play record. Have you ever heard of the laser disc? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, man, let's let's move on. So um, what else do we have? A uh, little bit of news out of TBS. I know nobody ever really watches TBS. I mean, so it's still a network. It it is yeah. uh, actually it's where Conan is. Yeah. Um, but um, they are going to air a competitive video gaming competition show. Really? Yes. Where they're going to have, it's going to be like a nine-week season with playoffs and a championship oh, and everything. They started with Counter-Strike, huh? And it's all going to be themed on Counter-Strike Global hmm. Offensive. Interesting. But what they're also going to do is they're really heavily buying into digital content, right? And so because it's all owned by AOL and all this stuff, it's all AOL Time Warner owns all this. So what they're doing is they're going to be doing digital content throughout the week showing, you know, matches and stuff yeah. with the main events on Friday and everything. It's really oh, kind of cool. cool. So it's going to be leading huh. up. All right. I'm in. Do you think they're going to change games? Do you think they're going to... Well, I think the whole first season is based on Counter-Strike. Counter-Strike. Okay. But it only makes sense for them to do... Well, esports are huge whether people see it or not. Mm-hmm. I mean, the MLG has been a thing for, for a long, long time. And I think, you know, you put the right game... I mean, this could really, this could actually revitalize TBS. Um, I mean, honestly, I mean, if you were to put Black Ops there, you'd be like, yep. you know, that network would go off the hook. But I don't know the the ins and outs of this. I'm I'm very interested to see how this would go, honestly, um, and what the viewership is like. Yeah, you know, and what kind of games are going to get? I think it'd be cool. I, I mean, think I think the cool thing is that being on TBS, it doesn't have to have a huge following. True, especially since a lot of it's going to be watched digitally, anyways. Well, and yeah, and I mean, there's. There's so many games that so many people are playing competitively that people don't really know about. I mean, there's the Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers Brawl, um, Starcraft 2, mm-hmm. um, all of these games that are, that are like being played at a level that people don't understand. People are making money at getting sponsorships, doing these things. I think, and I was telling some of my students the other day, they're like, what do you mean? I was like, people are making Hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Some of these kids are making six figures a year especially because they're very good at a game. Especially in Asia. Exactly. And so, and that was how it came up. We were talking about um, South Korea and, mm-hmm. and the gaming craze there and stuff. Anyway, tangent. Uh, moving on. Uh, let's see. Avengers, Age of Ultron, Honest Trailer. Yeah, like I said. Holy crap, dude. Yeah, like, that was hilarious. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm fans of, you know, epic rap battles, princess rap battles. I love... Uh, Honest trailers from Screen Junkies on YouTube, uh, Cinema Sins, yeah, uh, everything this wrong with so and so. But they did a, a Avengers: Age of Ultron honest trailer, and it was <laughs> laugh out loud funny. Yeah, no, we have a link in the show notes. Definitely check it out. I mean, I liked Age of Ultron. I w- actually, I I have it. I'd like to watch it again a couple more times just to kind of. But yeah, I mean, in it they admit it's it's entertaining. It, it's a good movie. But they just point out some stuff. It's like, oh yeah, hey, you don't think oh, about oh yeah, that's funny. <laughs> Watch a movie that features the Vision and Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver without actually calling them the Vision, Scarlet Witch, or Quicksilver. <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, oh, that was funny. Uh, yeah, no, that's it, that was a good one. I don't always like all the honest trailers, but that one was good. Uh, so I brought this one in real quick. I don't know if you saw this. I did not. Um, um, I kind of knew this stuff was coming up, but go ahead. Well, there's this. I just saw this today, or a couple days ago. Fast and the Furious 8 
is to begin a trilogy that's going to end the franchise. And, you know, basically what's going to happen is it will be the beginning of a trilogy that will conclude the franchise. There will be a Fast and Furious 9 and 10. The 10th installment um, will be the last Fast and the Furious movie ever. Yeah, I'm actually not surprised by this at all because when Vin Diesel came back on board with the fourth one, when they rebooted it basically um, and with Fast and Furious and, and uh, you know, the tagline was, uh, um, oh, new movie, original parts. <laughs> Right, and so um, but he had said because he was brought back on as a as a, an executive producer, and right. you know he was driving a lot of the story ideas. He actually said he had an idea for three trilogies, very similar to Star Wars. Yeah, for sure. So it was going to be nine films. So I'm actually surprised they're adding on a tenth one. I think they're probably doing that to tie off the whole Paul Walker being gone yeah, and how they're going to so. rearrange the end story, the end game. Um, but a lot of people don't realize you've got the movies, you've got a couple of games as well, but there's actually a couple of short films that are actually between the first and second one and before the fourth one. And I think there's another one between six and seven. So there's actually a whole bunch more content to the universe that people don't think about. Well, and honestly, the reason I brought this up is because we talked last week about watching them together, and I'm very excited about it. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's I would a, like to watch them all before this happens. Yeah. What's cool is, like, it's an entertaining <clears throat> enough series where it's like you, and especially if you're from California or LA, because it's definitely got the California vibe on yeah. the first one, Miami, especially in the second one, but the origins of there were from LA, kind of, sure. and as somebody who's grew up in the LA area, well, north of LA, it's really kind of, it just reminds me of, I mean, the opening scene, uh, with Paul Walker takes place in the, Parking lot of Dodger Stadium. I'm like, I'm a Dodger. By the way, Dodgers clinched the NFC, the NL okay. West yesterday. Let's not get all sporty. Um, I'm so, like, so, yeah, just mess with you. Move on. <laughs> a couple more things before we get out of here this week. Uh, Enchanted sequel. I, I'm bringing this up. Um, the report is that it's going to be called Disenchanted. And here's the deal. I love this movie. I'm going to admit it. I'm going to say it. I said it right now. I love this movie. The wife and I love this movie. We showed the kids. They love it. It's hilarious. Okay, the, what I love is that Cyclops plays the prince, right? <laughs> Cyclops from Marvel, or right. from uh, the uh, the X-Men movies, plays the prince. Oh, he's so funny. And it's also, I just love it when he, he starts singing in the middle and all the bikers yeah. come and take him down. <laughs> My favorite part is where he goes, uh, he's he's so enamored with her, and he's like, what's your name? She's all, Giselle. We shall be married in the morning. And it's just like, just met. And you're married. It's, oh, it's so Yeah, funny. and the, the song, it. I can't remember if it won the Oscar for his best song that year, but when she starts singing in the in Central Park, yeah. and he's like, what are you doing? Nobody does this. And by the end, everybody <laughs> Everybody's is singing. singing. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's it's one of those movies where I'm going to allow myself to like it. Cause Plus, it's, it's, it's Amy fun. Adams. Come it's on. It's super fun. Yeah. Um, all right. One more thing. No. Two more things. Three more things. Lots more things. Kevin Feige. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, let's talk about this Kevin Feige thing. So... Uh, he basically came out and said that Marvel movies will reference the TV shows eventually. If you, and I missed the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because we had never watched it in real time. Right. We never watched it on TV. I missed the, the, the premiere. premiere so, yeah. and so I'm gonna have to go back and, and check that out. Um, but we started recording the next ones. The TV show does reference the films and events that happen in the films. Especially and, like getting into Thor 2. Exactly. And- yeah. And, you know, Attack on New York and stuff like that. So that does, they do reference that. So I but guess the what the movies don't. The movies don't reference the TV shows. And the TV shows have this, uh, and what it kind of says, they have the flexibility to be able to do that. But at the same time, 
it's it would be neat to see the movies kind of tie back in because the TV shows are able to do things the movies can't. Yeah. And really expand on some of this stuff. Well, if you think about it, the so far in the TV shows, basically we've got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm-hmm. Agent Carter, and Daredevil. Daredevil. So far. Well, right there, you're talking about 24, 20, 48. You're looking at two limited run. You're looking at... 48 episodes. You're looking at almost 50 hours of content, right? Put all the Marvel movies together, which I think there's, what, 13? Something like that. Yeah. That's like 30 hours of content. You already have more content on TV than you do with all the movies. Exactly. So, and it's going to, especially with the release of three more shows on on uh, on Netflix, and yeah. then I think they're still working on a, another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spinoff. Oh, yeah. Then you know you're going to be getting so much more content that they can explore in depth on other things. So I'm excited for this for sure. Same here, and I'm uh, I love when things tie together, and and that's kind of seems to be the theme in these universes that are being built right now. Is like let's make sure that we 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 make everything can and make everything tie into the next thing. And and you know Disney's doing it, DC's doing it, Marvel's doing it, and yeah, I think well, that's important. And what I love about this is it's not it's not limited to what you would normally think of being sci-fi. I mean, it's done with Star Wars. It's done with oh, Marvel sure. now. But you're getting it with Fast and the mm-hmm. Furious. You know, you're you're getting it with, I mean, to a very much more limited aspect, paranormal activity. You're getting these movies that, you know, kind of like, you know, you had the original Nightmare on Elm Street run, right? Mm-hmm. Where they weren't really connected all that much. They were just new people that were following. Right. But when you're getting things like Fast and Furious where they're, they're legitimately tied to each other. Exactly. It's really kind of cool. Um, I want to throw two more things out here before I tell you what I've been watching. And the one thing is that I'm... this. I think this Christmas is going to kill me and with this wedding and stuff. I don't know how I'm going to do this. But let's just say I buy an Xbox One. Let's just say that. I think you skip the wedding. I'm Start thinking about skipping the wedding and being like, I'm, I need an Xbox One. So for 400 bucks, they're doing a holiday bundle for Xbox One. I'm throwing this out there because... They're including 35 games. Wow. What's cool about this is some of the collection of 30 iconic games, Battletoads, Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. I mean, some of these I games... I keep saying that. That was the last first person I ever played. I mean, it's it's really going to be cool. I, 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 I'm I intrigued by this. I was just talking about Battletoads with my other buddy the other day, and I'm just like, Battletoads is impossible. You cannot play that game and not and and beat it without dying many many uh, times. Gears of War is in here. Gears. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be really neat. Um, so I wanted to throw that out there. The links in the show notes. Um, that's a one terabyte. Yeah, and that's exciting. Yes. So there's that. Okay, so let's get into. So I've been watching some TV because TV shows are starting again. Yeah. And the wife and I, like I said, been watching the 100. That's very very good. We're almost done with that first season. Doctor Who episode two? Mm-hmm. I mean... Good? Well, good's one way you can say it. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's ridiculous. Like... What's what, it brilliant? It's brilliant. The way... And I don't want to give any spoilers, but like I was saying before, it has to do with the Daleks. It has to do... It's very much at the very root what the Doctor is and what he's trying to do. And then at the same time, it's... It's, it's pulling them apart and putting, I mean, it's, it's so good. It's, it's definitely good. So, but on that note, uh, Jenna Coleman kind of, kind of came out and, and is, is, is confirming that she's leaving the show. 
Well, you know, it's been, this is her third season, and it's about time for another companion to come in. Right. And she is the longest running companion um, so far, and that's cool, but she's, it's time for her to go. So, while attending Salt Lake City Comic Con on Saturday, Coleman teased her departure, which she's already filmed. Uh, the season Clara will be um, more independent. She's much more space-bound, Coleman said. Um, and the ties, um, the ties to Earth are being cut. So she's, she's going and they've already filmed it. It's done. I like this little last part. Me and Steven have been discussing for a while on how to do it and when to do it and just tell a really good story. Um, this is Steven Moffat, by the way. Yeah, Steven Moffat. And I was really flexible on how to do it and, and when to do that. And it's really, really cool is what she's saying. And what I like about that is that that season two episode, I actually thought it was happening and that's how good that episode is. So. Very cool. Minor spoilers. So, other shows coming back, what have you been watching? I've been watching Big Bang Theory. It's good. Which is good. I've been watching it as well. I mean... I love that scene that was a dream sequence. That was amazing. (laughs) I was telling Kate the other day, though... uh, Kate's my wife. I was telling my wife the other day, and I said, you know, that that show has kind of come full circle. You hate Sheldon in the beginning. You moderately like him the last couple seasons. Um, Then you really like him towards the in the last season... And then there's kind of hate him again, yep. sort of. And it's like I that something to be said for that actor and that character and the way the writers are writing him. It's 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 really good. The season's yeah, he, really good so far. He kind of reminds me of you. You know, it's that friend that you yeah. hate that you well, keep you hate him. You keep him around. It's like some days, <laughs> some days you like him, some days you don't. It's just the way it goes. Um, oh wait, that's me. <laughs> that's you. So, <laughs> uh, blind spot is amazing. Oh, blind spot's phenomenal. so good. So we, we've already talked about the first episode in the past. The right, second episode. The, the pilot early. With, oh my God. So it, good. It was good. I don't want to get The scar on the neck. Yeah. Awesome. I mean that, so watch Blind Spot. That's kind yes. of what we're saying. And then Heroes Reborn, that just rebooted. You haven't watched it yet. We'll talk more about it next week. Kate and I just finished it last night. I just want to say that as a hero, original Heroes fan, this show is doing so many things right to do that first season, two seasons that were really, really good with what we loved about Heroes. Plus, They're doing Zachary it right. Zachary Levi's in it, right? Zachary Levi's in it. He doesn't play the character you think he would play. He's not playing Chuck. He's not playing Chuck. He's, oh, his character is great and his, his wife in the show is nuts. Um, it's a really good, it's a little bit of an homage so far to the original, tying in things that happened in the original, but right now, it's totally new and it's badass. Okay. It's really good. When the way you're talking about the way that the original hero started and how it was like a phenomenon or like totally reminds me back in the day that it was big, you know, Facebook was still right. in around. Its infancy. In its infancy. <laughs> so I dude, I dicked up my MySpace page, so it was all themed like you Nice, nice. MySpace. That's, that's um so there was that The Blacklist is coming back soon. Okay. I love it. It's a great show. I can't wait. I saw some pre- uh, tri- uh previews for that. I've, yeah, I've never it watched is it. So that. good. Megan Boone is phenomenal. James yeah. Spader is awesome. Yeah, he's good. So I can't wait for that. The league I've been watching. It's oh, its yeah. last season. And it is they're burning bridges. It yeah. is awesome. I love it. It is great. Two new comedies that I'm actually excited to, to start uh, to try is Grandfathered, which is a new show with John Stamos. Oh, okay. Where he finds out he won, he has a kid, and the kid shows up with a grandchild. A oh, that's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> and this happens, like, he's a, a model or an actor or something, and it happens at a, at a public event. <laughs> so you go from not being a father to being a grandfather? Yeah. So oh, it looks awesome. funny. And then there's a new show that I just found about yesterday, which somebody who follows TV, I'm surprised I haven't heard about it. 
but it's called The Grinder, and it's a comedy with Fred Savage and Rob Lowe. I saw that. I saw. I didn't see the show, but I saw. Yeah, it I haven't seen it yet either. But I love Rob Lowe. Yeah, Rob Lowe is awesome. Everyone thinks Fred Savage with the Wonder Years, and he's been doing some directing lately. But Savage is cool, dude. Savage is cool, but he did this show that was on NBC for two seasons back in I can't remember late nineties, early two thousands. It was called Working. Okay, and it was brilliant. Fred Savage has great comic timing, yeah. and so I'm really looking forward to trying. I've got it. I'll check that out. I have it recorded, and I'm, I'm ready to go home and watch it tonight. Well, my friend, this has been an epic episode. It has been. And if you're still with us, we appreciate it. Yes. And shall we just call it a day? Call it a day. Well, so with that, spiel time. Thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. We welcome all feedback. So if you have comments or questions, uh, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Sotor Network. I'm on day 45, sir. T-shirts. I'm nice. still going strong. Going strong. Uh, you can, so that's Instagram, by the way. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will's at I am Will Griggs. We're at iTunes and Stitch Radio. Please give us time to give us a positive rating. We love that. Um, if you want a free book, free, free audiobook, book. check out Aftermath. Um, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. And please help us out. One or two bucks an episode. Patreon.com slash the usual podcast. Get yourself some socks. Socks are good. So thanks again. And would you, do you have anything else, sir? Pew! Pew indeed. We will see you all next week.